This is Natalia. She is my sister. She is number four prostitute in all of Kazakhstan. Nice. Huckleberry. <laughs> That's some trigger word people will find out later on. <laughs> Justin will go into a seizure if you say Huckleberry around him, just so don't do it. <laughs> Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Fascinated with Booms. What's going on, everybody? Hey, you know what? Dave's not here! Part six. Is it, did we actually go back and look? Was yeah, it part six? Yeah, so, yeah. So is was, Dave part six and is Leonard part six? I know, right? I'll let I, you decide which one you want. <laughs> which one's better. <laughs> it's a very slim margin there. Know, right? <laughs> Sorry, Dave, you just got edged out by the trout looking at, <laughs> looking at the, play, uh, the Playboy magazine. Yeah, riding an ostrich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, how's everyone been? Uh, dude, <laughs> Every I say everyone because I'm so all like, of us imprinted. have been. All, me and all of my personalities have been doing pretty well this week. Huckleberry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I uh, this is my first day back after being back from Denver. Denver was fucking fantastic. It's Hell what yeah. you think it would be. Lots of really great mountains. We got it. We got the hiking bug when we went to Iceland for sure. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to go to Red Rocks and everything. And it was we. Were joking about it you, you've heard of red rocks probably that's yeah. got that amphitheater and yeah, yeah one yeah. day and we're hoping just to like go for like the night or something just to see an awesome concert oh, there now that we saw the amphitheater itself but it's got hiking trails all around it and shit mm-hmm. and uh we we hiked some serious ones in iceland so we were like well this is going to be like a sissy one and it, it, it was for the most part we're walking around it and everything but then get to get back to the amphitheater, there must have been about a thousand or fifteen hundred stairs. Oh wow! And they were steep, and we were like, we had to take breaks like every like three sets of stairs. I, I mean, bet. like holy crap, dude! Yeah. I said I never thought the stairs would be what would kick our ass, but That's... man. And we're like next to us, we could see the amphitheater stairways, and people are going two steps, push up, three yeah. steps, yeah. like lunge. Yeah. They're doing this crazy like regiment, and I'm like, you guys are people do that at the stadium. I've yeah. gone there, and like it, it's kicked my ass. I've only done it. A couple of times but like i've gone there and i mean there are just like hundreds and hundreds of people just like running full out and just going nuts on the and i'm like walking them going maybe maybe someday but not today it's weird because me and my girl are active on our, on our vacations which is like the opposite of most people <laughs> yeah. and then the rest of the year we're like couch potatoes yeah. so, but for like form uh like weeks out of the year we like to do the hiking and stuff like yeah. that so but, it was a gorgeous place it's uh and really nice people there and the city was cool so yeah but what i like the most is the plane ride there, wow, the plane ride there sucked because it was American <laughs> Airlines and they don't have any of the entertainment type shit. Oh, yeah. Maybe their international flights do, but not the domestic. On the way back, though, we flew Delta. Delta mm. has it all yeah. the time. And Delta's I was like, fun. oh, I get to watch a movie now. And I was like, what pissed me off is I was doing the time in my head and I was like, I can get a movie and a half. Uh-huh. And, but then we have to transfer to like Atlanta. Maybe the flight from Atlanta to Gainesville will have yeah, it. No, it's, it's like, like a fucking 50. 30 minute fight. Yeah. yeah. It's like 45 minute uh, flight and yeah. there's like 50 seats in there. And so I was like, Fuck! So now I'm like halfway through a movie. What movie? Um, well, the movie I was halfway through was Jojo Rabbit. Uh, oh, that, okay. Uh, that Nazi. Uh, it's like Hitler is a kid or no, something. No, it's right? uh, it's 
you're following this one kid named Jojo who's a Hitler youth camp. He's in the oh, Hitler shit. youth camp. It's like summer camp and everything with all these other like junior Hitler <laughs> oh my God. Uh, guys. And it's a subject you would never think it would be do, but it's the director who directed Thor, the last one, the really funny one. Yeah. Uh, and he's the voice of, uh, hey, new Doug. He, oh, he's that he no, does that voice. So nice. he's the director and he's on the screen and he's the one who plays Hitler in this movie. Really? And he's such a sympathetic, funny ass character. Really? Because it's Jojo's it's in his head. It's his imaginary friend, like uh, uh like uh what, what is it, Drop Dead Fred yeah. type of uh style where he just sits there and talks to him and no one else can see him but him and he he's very charismatic. He's like, Come on, Jojo. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he's like, Let's run, we'll do this together. And so at the very beginning of the movie he's doing the Hitler youth camp. And I won't give much away because I don't know much. Mm. But because uh, I only got like twenty three minutes into it. Yeah. <clears throat> But the very good Sam Rockwell's in it. Uh, he's really, really funny. Scarlett Johansson plays JoJo's mom. There's a scene where Hitler's like boosting him up and uh, saying, let's go, let's go. And they're running through the woods and they run over to where the one of the Hitler youth camp uh, like things are going on. And Sam Rockwell's about to throw a grenade, one of those ones that are on the stick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's about to throw it and explain to the whole group there. And JoJo comes out of nowhere and grabs it from Sam Rockwell's. Uh, hands and screams as Hitler's running next to him, dancing along with him. Oh my uh, god! He's like, throw it, Jojo! And he, <sighs> he throws it and it hits a tree and it comes back and he blows him up. <gasps> and Jojo goes flying and the next shot is like, he's got this crazy like three or four scars all over his face and everything. And what? that's kind of how the movie begins. And you're like, what the hell is this thing? It's so uh, crazy. Yeah. But the movie I saw the full one of and very similar to the uh, like when I saw Uncut Gems, I was like, I was like, this would have been on my best of uh, mm-hmm. one list. This yeah. one probably would have squeezed in there, too. And I'm excited that I saw it before the Oscars next Sunday. <clears throat> I'm also excited because you've seen it, uh, is Parasite. Oh, yeah. I loved it. Dude, Absolutely yeah. fucking loved it. I'm glad you saw it because I can oh, finally talk about it. We won't I was, give away any spoilers. I was looking at all the movies and I was like, I want to see it because I know it's going to win Best Foreign Film without a doubt. Oh, without a doubt. And the idea that it's up with uh, the best pictures, I completely understand it. Now. Yeah. I absolutely loved it's, it. It's just such an odd way to look oh, at things. and also I could have watched that movie for five hours. It was no, really it, engaging. Yeah, all the people in it. Like, just, like, I was fascinated yep. by it. Like, just like, what, how is this happening? And like, Fascinated you know, is a good word because it doesn't take long when you're going into it to realize what's happening yeah you know once the second uh family member gets into the house right you're like oh i get it i get it now yeah. and, and what makes it difficult or or great how you look at it mm. they're not bad people right you know and you kind of want this to happen for them and it no one's really bad exactly. uh, until a certain point really yeah and uh then it was even in that point it's like kind of missteps people are trying to just make a better life for themselves and no one can get it. it's a really great look at class system Absolutely. and how it like uh will and affect people's kind of demeanor and what they do I thought, like, you know, and I don't feel like this is, like, spoilery in any way. I thought that, like, the smell. Yeah. You know what I mean? The yeah. smell that the family Very carried with them. Man. And even how they had to, like, try and mask that. Yeah. And they all were going to use different laundry soaps yep. and everything, and you know. Like, just the tension that was built up. Like, oh, when they man. were, like, when she had to learn how to uh, cook that meal in eight minutes. Yeah. And, uh, and then everyone else is trying to clean up the stuff that's happened in the house. In the kitchen. And then lay, literally lay under the coffee table while they have yeah. uh, are having sex yeah. and everything. And then to squeeze out. And it was like, wow, man. Yeah. I couldn't wait. I was... Uh, Christina's like reading next to me, so she didn't catch any of it. She saw mm. that I was watching a foreign film and yeah. I was reading it, which made it even more perfect for mm. the uh, for the airline just to be able to sit yeah, there and absolutely. read it. Yeah, uh, absolutely. 
And yeah, and I've already looked up for try to buy it on uh, on eBay too because Dave needs to see it. I think he'd really enjoy Dude, it. It's I mean really good. Yeah, and it's just I don't know. Like when I walked out of there. Because it's not the movie, and you said this when you talked about it before, it's not the movie you think you're walking into. Right, yeah. Even the trailer, it looks like this tense, and it is tense at right. times, but it's so much more. But yeah, the- like, I thought that, they, like... I thought that the parasite, you know, because again, I didn't. It know is anything. a perfect title too. Yeah. When you realize what it is. Yeah. yeah. Once they find a host. Yeah, you yeah. Know. Once they find a host, exactly. Um, you know, but I thought that it was going to be some kind of movie about some kind of like disease or yeah. something like yeah. that, or you know, it's something perfect that name took for a people movie. over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and then to kind of like go in there, kind of expecting that, but then it taking that completely different yeah. turn because like. It's one of those movies you can't really tell anybody about. You yeah. just have to say, like... It's a thriller. Yeah. And it's, it's not boring in any way whatsoever. It's no. It's engaging. I, like, just to watch the, these this family try to make it, you yeah. know? And, and, like, the people coming that just piss right in front of their window. Yeah. And, like, the floods. The, or the and, free... Uh, the free extermination where they open the windows yeah. and they just got to hack in all the chemicals oh, and everything God, like that. Yeah, but dude. there's just so much going on in this movie. And it's uh, it was phenomenal. Yeah. Definitely one of my favorite uh, foreign films I've seen in a long, long time. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, really, I, really I good. don't watch many of them. And yeah. it's kind of a statement for me to be like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I went to the theater to go watch this and, foreign film. Yeah, yeah. Theater. No, I was impressed that you got to see it in the theater. I wish I had, too. But now it's it's like available to rent on iTunes. And uh, I don't – it must be. If it's available to rent on iTunes, it must be available on Redbox. So probably, uh, yeah, I'll have to check that up. But if you, yeah, if you need to want to see one movie this year and you uh, don't let the fact that it's a foreign film kind of stray you, I mean, Justin's will tell you yeah. more than anybody because yeah. he usually will not be watching foreign films. This yeah. one's definitely worth it. It was on everyone's top 10. It was on Obama's top 10 list mm-hmm. of movies that he saw this year. I will see. And the other thing is, is now I want to see this guy's other movies yeah. because yeah. apparently on Rotten Tomatoes, he has never gotten less than a 97%. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Like, you know, that's where he kind of came out huh. from when he released that movie. Like, you know, that was his push was like, yeah. Hey, Everyone needs to check this guy out because he's got four That's other movies. That's how it movies. works too, you know, and yeah. that's why I, if if you're a struggling filmmaker, I said, don't be concerned. It might be your fifth movie that hits, and then everyone has to go back and see all your other stuff. Yeah. So. So yeah, great yeah. movie. Cool, but what we're talking about today, right. since Dave's not here, uh, <laughs> is he's he, he likes comedies and everything, but he likes the comedies he's watched his entire life, basically the right. '80s movies. Not that he doesn't like a. Uh, like a seven psychopaths type of comedy yeah. and everything like that. It's just not what he goes to first. And certainly, and I'm telling you, there's certain movies on the on in this genre that me and Dave have seen in the theater. Uh, it's not on any of our list, so we're talking about slapstick comedy. But uh, me and Dave saw Hot Shots Part uh, Do yeah. in the theater, mm-hmm. and we almost pissed ourselves laughing so hard. <laughs> it was it was the funniest thing we had. And a lot of these movies I saw in the theater, and I mean. It's interesting because of the lists that we have for slapstick comedies because we were talking before, the genre was almost kind of created by the Abrams and the Zucker brothers yeah. and the Farley brothers. If yeah. you think slapstick comedies, it almost is always in a part of those people that do it. I think um, one, two, three, well, three of my five were done by the Abrams, Zuckers, or Farley brothers, uh, and then... Uh, the other ones were really good filmmakers too. I'll talk about them when I get to it. Yeah, I'm sure a couple of mine were made by them. I don't have the directors. Yeah, like, I know. Ready to go. Uh, I know your number three was an Abrams uh, movie, and uh, I'm not sure about the other ones. Probably not. 
Yeah, I know one was just that one guy who was just yeah. totally independent, you know. Um, yeah, and the... Actually, I th- there's two of those on there. And there's a, this isn't like the best slapstick uh, comedies ever because there's there's a couple on here that we've talked about enough times that we didn't include in a list. Like, yeah. if we were doing a definitive one, there's no way that Hot Shots or Naked Gun would not get on the list, but yeah. they are not on this particular list. Yeah. We went a little deeper on this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I'm looking here. I might... I might be throwing a wild card in. Oh, here on he's gonna throw a wild card in. Yeah. Are you I, just checking and see if I already posted yeah, a picture? Yeah, I'm checking of the picture right now. <laughs> I would give money if anyone would actually email me and say, yeah, like, "Dude, yeah, what the I hell? came on there for that photo, yeah. and that was not on the pod." <laughs> yeah. Now, have you always been a um, like always. slapstick always. comedy yeah, uh, fan? Like, I mean, I one of the first. Like funniest movies I can remember watching is the Kentucky Fried movie. Oh yeah, um, that's I, an old school. one. That's man. an old one, and like the, it's. I mean, you cannot make or watch or even hardly talk about that movie. It is so there's so much nudity yeah. and oh, racism yeah. and like just terrible things in that yeah. movie. But like that was know, great John Landis back in the day, man. And, and that's the thing is like back then it was just a different. You know, you it was just different. You yeah, know? and we didn't put it, that and Amazon Women on the Moon could have easily made the uh, the list. I just bought. John Landis book that I'm going to show you after the pod. Oh, nice! It was like a his. Uh, it's like a horror book. It's huge. My girl bought it like an early Valentine's Day present at the oh, bookstore cool. in Denver, and it's like this huge book of like nothing but horror. They he goes into his favorite vampire movies, his, his favorite werewolves, his favorite ghosts, and everything. I'm looking at. It, I was like, this is going to be a good guide for this year's Halloween episode because oh, nice. it gives me a lot of subgenres I wasn't thinking of. Yeah, uh, but it's filled with pictures of some of the best horror movies, and I was like, that is grotesque. I need to find out what movie that is and where huh. uh, where I can watch it. So it's, uh, John Landis is. Definitely not. He's one of those weird guys that go from comedy to horror very smoothly, mm-hmm. where a lot of people can't. Like you don't see many of the the Zucker or the Abrams brothers uh, that branching be, out. Yeah, that would be interesting to but see. But John Landis is the same guy who did Kentucky Fried Movie and then went and did American Werewolf in London. Right. And or uh, Innocent Blood was another oh, yeah, one that, that was just good. like great horror flicks. Yeah. But these these are straight up comedies oh, yeah. that I have on this list. Yeah, these are all like spoofs or just like you said just drop dead comedies that... yeah 80s 90s and they come out every once in a while now but not much man we're kind of in like recently. a we're kind of in a lull and they'll come back yeah. people will do it because we remember even when I was because uh, I got out of it for a little while like I I liked the first few scary movies but yeah. I did not like Not Another Teen Movie or The Disaster Movie I didn't like either of those yeah. and I really wanted to and I was like or, maybe I'm just getting too old for these or Epic Movie Epic Movie is another yeah. one that um, I, I watch and I'm I, like okay it has like one or two clips that are good and they're the ones in the trailer right yeah um, Yeah, it feels like that was kind of the time that they started yeah. to decline but I mean honestly like they, they, they were getting pretty dumb yeah. like they yeah. just weren't funny anymore they weren't as clever know? and uh, I think someone could easily reinvent it in a way i have one yeah. movie on here from 2012 uh but the rest of the ones i have on here from the 80s and the 90s mm-hmm. which is where it was like really big a yeah. lot of these movies so i said we get into it man all right well uh that's a nice <laughs> we start off with the deborat <laughs> oh, oh man <laughs> i haven't seen this movie in so long i haven't seen it in a I, while i like but... a, i like sasha baracone a lot too yeah. and he's he's in a lot more than people think he's in, oh yeah too. a lot of good movies and good roles that you don't expect to see him in i thought he was one of the best things about sweeney todd Mr. Sweeney Todd. Uh, yeah, so I, 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 I couldn't get to that one. <laughs> Even 
Borat could say yeah, that one. No. It's funny that that this movie was so big for him. I think that's what people, instead of just calling him Sasha Baron Cohen, people oh, no, just he was call just him Borat. Borat yeah, he was Borat on. for a while, yeah. too. And still to many people. How many uh, times he probably gets called Borat in the, in the, uh, uh, in the every airport? Day. Borat, yeah. yeah. Every day. <laughs> um, yeah, so... No, I mean, this was like a, a, a mockumentary, yeah. basically. I mean, he had already done, for those who knew who Sasha Baron Cohen was, that wasn't unfamiliar with what he was. He did, the he, was, G show. he did Ali G, and yeah. he did some stuff like that, and he did some, like, videos. So it wasn't as a surprise to those people who were like, oh, it's Sasha, he's going to go do this great right. flick. Then there were other people that were like, wait, what is this? Is this real? Is this guy real? And they were making fun of him. I'm, I'm yeah. confused. Are these actors? And, like, I, I, even myself going into it, and I was like, I do not recognize half these people, but yeah. then there are certain actors in it. That black, the big black woman I had seen in several movies. Yes, the, um, the one with the blonde hair. Yes, she always has blonde uh, hair. Lunell. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, I think, back in the day when I was watching it, that was uh, when I saw her in the trailer and I was like, okay, okay. So it is a movie, but yeah. it's like this. Because he does do a lot of stuff like without. Uh, with real people in the movies, right? Without them knowing. Yeah. That's kind of no, his thing. He, like, oh my God. So like one thing, he goes to a dinner with... Oh, um, that's the scene. That's oh the my scene, God, man. That dude. You're almost uncomfortable watching it, even though you know that it's... Oh, God. Yeah. Like, you know, he's he's at this dinner with these like proper Southern people. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he just starts asking the most ridiculous, uh. qu- ridiculous questions and like... Just when he excuses himself to go to the bathroom and comes back is what it was. I forget just, what happens with that he one. He comes back with a we're bag like, of shit. He oh, like oh, that's right. Yeah. He had like shit in the bag and he's gonna take it home. And didn't him. he like bring a prostitute with yeah, him? Yeah, that was the black girl. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. Like, uh, oh my god. Usually I don't because it I have problems with hidden camera TV shows. Yeah. I, I, I don't dig them because I don't like the fact that uh, I wouldn't want to be on one myself, first of all, but I I hate having to see people uncomfortable yeah. uh, on uh, camera, which yeah. a lot of people like. That's the reason they yeah. like that type yeah. of stuff. They want to see people uncomfortable and how they would react. And, and for me, I'm like, man, I wouldn't want to be in that situation at all, so I usually don't like those. But when there are certain ones I do, you know, uh, and this was definitely one of them. Yeah. <laughs> Um, another one of my favorite scenes and it's, it's one of my favorite scenes because it, you can also tell that it's been faked. Yeah. Um, is when he's at the rodeo and he's singing the Kazakhstan national anthem. Um, and everybody starts like booing and everything like that. Well, if you watch on, um, in the background at like near the end of that scene, the horse like jumps up and bucks Mm -hmm. and the person gets thrown off. But if you look at it, you can see that it's it's a mannequin. Oh, like, interesting. Yeah. yeah. And so like so parts of the movie were actually kind of faked, mm-hmm. you know, and other parts were super real, but like Yeah, when it's done well, you know, you can throw those things in there. Yeah. And, and I mean, like, you know, just I, I mean, everybody <laughs> was just walking around and nice. Oh yeah, man. You know, this is my wife. Kazakhstan. But, yeah, <laughs> you know, like um and he's it, he starts off in Kazakhstan, and he's always talking about how his sister is the oh, number yeah. five prostitute. <laughs> that stuff with him going through his village is some of the funniest stuff oh, in the entire God, movie to me. Dude. Uh, I don't know if they had like a gag reel at the end or something, but I could just imagine that like most of these movies we're talking about here have like outtakes up the ass oh, I'm because sure, dude. they just a lot of the you can't really do these. A lot of these are obviously structured really well, but with having these funny people in these movies, you just kind of let them have their own takes. Well, and he's also got this guy, um, 
Kem Devashian. Oh, is that the one he gets naked with yes, in the hotel dude, room? They, was that this movie or another movie? This that movie. was this movie yeah, because yeah. I know he's been in a lot of the. Because uh, he plays like his director. Yeah, uh, and know. that is what people were talking about when they were like in the board uh, or down in the auditorium running around. Yeah. And, uh, oh my oh, god, man. dude! Just so, so funny. So funny, and like I. I <laughs> I would have loved to have been on the set for this. Oh, my God. Well, and I don't know if you've heard about um, his series that was on either HBO or Showtime. Oh, yeah, where he was interviewing people. Like, and... This is America or something yeah, oh, yeah. like that. Like, and he dude, was in I, disguise. I saw he the made fr- Sarah Palin look like an asshole. He made everyone look like... He made America yeah. look yeah. like an asshole. She wanted like... to sue him. She wanted to sue him and get it taken off because <laughs> I think she realized how stupid it made her look. <laughs> I was like, don't go on an interview if you yeah, ask. I, I, he did this one where he was in this, like predominantly white Christian town mm-hmm. and he's all made up and everything and they're having a town meeting and he talks about bringing the largest mosque in the world <laughs> to their town and like oh my people gosh, were freaking out they were freaking out and the same thing happened like he you know um, they they all wanted to be like look we're not like this yeah, yeah. we're getting painted in a bad light <laughs> yeah. and it's like no this is who y'all are yeah. like, you know what I mean like That's y'all what, just made it perfectly clear that you is just, the good you, thing about hidden camera exactly yeah. you know um, and like I think he even it might have been Bernie Sanders um, he did an interview with mm. and like yeah he fooled everyone so, I, don't, dude, I don't think the, he doesn't reveal himself no, at all no, he, and, he and just does the interview and that's the thing that they say especially about him and Borat like yeah. he when he goes into character yeah. he stays in character Absolutely. they said he wore that suit and did not bathe mm-hmm. for like months I like it. so when people would say that he smelled he really smelled oh, yeah, yeah. terrible <laughs> you know what I mean like uh, I couldn't. I couldn't do that to myself. Yeah. Do I you like do his uh, his other movies? Um, I, I've never seen Bruno. Uh, I've never that seen was, Bruno. That was a little uh, too over the top I've for is, me. Talladega uh, Nights. Oh, well, Talladega Nights for sure. How know. about um, the Dictator? I did see that. Yeah, that was, was really funny. Yeah, yeah uh, that I, was. I swear there was another movie he did that I'm I that, that I watched right too. Now. The one after Borat, but maybe before. Bruno. Oh, uh, the Brothers Grimsby oh. was actually pretty funny. I mean, it was silly and. It's like where his brother the was a spy crazy, that yeah. looks just like oh, him. Yeah. I forgot he was and, in Hugo. Oh, yeah. Really good in Hugo. Um, yeah, he's got, you he's, know, oh, in Madagascar, he's one of the characters. Oh, that's right. Um, I think he's the... He's, he's the, the head, like, uh, uh, yeah. I can't think of the name. Yeah, the little the monkey type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lemur. Yeah, the head yeah, lemur, yeah. yeah. Um, I like to move it, move it. <laughs> he's got a great voice, man. He's just so great. He's so multi-talented. Yeah, no, he's Yeah, he's definitely one dude. of those guys that can... Uh, can slip into this category and uh, be on his own and do all his own stuff too. Yeah. All right, my first one. This is a movie I saw back in '98, and I absolutely friggin' love this movie. Was Dirty Work? Oh, dude, you know who directed this movie? No, Bob Saget. Really? Yeah. I did not know. That. Oh yeah, man. Wow. It's it's such. And I was waiting for the whole movie for him to make a cameo. Never does it. He's just yeah. behind the camera and everything because huh. you, you would really expect him to make a cameo in it. Uh, this movie was huge for me back in the day. I played it all the time yeah. on uh, the TV, and me and uh, me and my friend Matt would quote it all the time. Uh, God, note to self: yeah, yeah. <laughs> blow up dolls are not as good as the real thing. Yeah. So this is this stars Norm Macdonald and Artie Lang, and uh, back when Artie Lang was not having many problems at no, all. He, yeah, this was good uh, Artie Lang. Good Artie Lang. Yeah. This is uh, pre Howard Stern show and pre multitudes of drugs and alcohol and, uh, and overdoses. Suicide attempts. And, yeah. You hear about his major suicide attempts? No. Uh, man, Artie's doing well now, so we can really talk about it. Uh, he's posted some pictures of himself he's uh he's looking rough uh yeah. have you seen his nose at all should pull up Artie lang today did a saigon uh, whore bite it off yeah it looks like <laughs> it well 
he had a he had a snorted glass. He like uh, the he like, fuck. And it, he let it get infected and everything. It's gone. It's not there. You should pull it up. Oh, wow. But he things got so bad with Artie with depression and uh, he wrote a book about it apparently. And it, I hear the book is really fucking good. Like very graphic. I think you told me about that. Uh, but he he tried to he drank a bottle of bleach and he stabbed himself in the stomach nineteen times good and, God, and he man. slit his wrists and he lived. His mother found him. Yeah, that's it. Wow. Yeah, his mother found him, and they rushed Poor him to the dude. hospital. And but he's doing better now. He's doing. He's been like sober completely, first time in so long, in like eight months, and everything. But if you go back and watch Dirty Work, this is this is early Artie Lang, man. You don't see him uh, like looking and acting like this. Uh, but he's he's on the upswing, so I'm very happy for Artie. Yeah. I'd like to read the book. I think the book would be interesting. Uh, well, the great Norm Macdonald, I've always been a fan of Norm Macdonald. Yeah. He's just so funny. You either just get his humor or you don't. Yeah. They threw Christopher McDonald in this movie just for that next uh, uh, best thing to be able to put that really funny villain in there. When yeah. I think, I almost think of him in Dirty Work almost as much as Shooter McGavin. Yeah. Uh, because he's <laughs> yeah. just so great. Remember, he's carrying that chihuahua around. Oh, yeah. Uh, the whole thing. And so basically, what's happening, and you've got the, uh, the guy who plays the old guy, the guy who plays Pops. What the hell's his name? I can't think of his name. Uh, Damn, it's the guy from the the grandfather from Problem Child. Uh, oh, yeah. He's so good in this. He plays Pops. So Pops is uh, dying. It's Artie Lang's dad. Um, you end up finding out it's Norm MacDonald's dad, uh, too, early right. in the movie. Uh, we don't have to worry about spoilers with these movies. <laughs> Jack Warden. <laughs> Jack Warden. He's yeah. a classic old-school actor. So they have to come up with like $40,000, $50,000 in like a week to uh, for his dad's operation. Do you remember who the doctor was that has to uh, – he's probably on the list there. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> Chevy Chase Chevy plays Chase. the doctor. He has like this, a gambling problem, He's got problem, a major right? gambling yeah. problem. And every time we see him, he's got like a new cast or something on. <laughs> he says, well, I don't understand. And so if a book he throws – you out the window and you die you still owe him the money so why throw him out the window <laughs> uh, so he's like is your is your dad a millionaire he yeah. said no ah oh, sorry he said that's not gonna cut it he says is you can get me forty thousand dollars by the end of the week i'll do the cash operation. yeah, cash. So, yeah, yeah. And he's gotta pay off his bookies uh so they come up with this brilliant idea the only thing they were really good at is getting like revenge on people, on people and putting yeah. pranks yeah so they they start this business they actually have a brick and mortar store i don't mm. know why you would need it for people just to walk in off the street oh, uh man. they have that great the commercial they free commercial that they uh they realize it. so Norm McDonald starts like a somewhat relationship with this uh, uh, this girl from the uh, in the movie, and she was the same girl from uh, two and a half. Uh, no, two girls is a guy in a pizza place, or two guys a girl in a pizza place. She was really cute and trailer Howard movie. maybe. Yeah, it must be. Okay. And uh, she works at a car dealership, and she lets it loose that uh, they're uh, recording a commercial tomorrow. So he. Uh, thinks it would be great to like interfere with the commercial and get his own commercial on the air for dirty yeah. work and to actually pull a prank because she says her boss is an asshole yeah. and uh, her boss is that bald guy from Krampus and Talladega Nights. Yeah. Um, I never remember his name. David Kochner. Oh, he's Kochner, so funny, Kochner. man. He's in so many things that I really should yeah. put his name to memory. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> he really is. He could be on one of our character lists. Actor list. I'm yeah, that'd be great. Make note of that because yeah. he's so funny. So he plays the asshole boss, and they're recording like some video of him. In he's like a, works at a car dealership, so he's pointing out all the different cars and everything. Yeah, these cars are fully loaded, and yeah. they're this. <laughs> it's like great joke because Norm's interfering uh, into the commercial, and he, yeah. he 
He's like, let's see the trunk. He's yeah. like, I'm live. I'm on a commercial yeah. here. He's like, come on, let's. It yeah. doesn't look like there's enough room in there. He says, there's plenty of room. And he opens the trunk and it's like a dead hooker in there. Yeah. He's like, whoa, this is a dead hooker yeah. in there. And then Norm's got the other like trunk releases. Yeah. So all the, he's like, these cars are fully loaded. Yeah. yeah, they're fully loaded with dead hookers. Yeah. And then he turns, Norm turns around the camera. He says, is someone giving you shit? Let yeah. us do your dirty work. And That's then right. They go through like a spree of different ones where they hide the fish in the guy's That's, mansion yeah. and get everyone killed accidentally. Yeah. Uh, it's just one great thing after another uh, in that movie, man. Now, am I incorrect that it's not Chris Farley that does that? It's Kevin Farley? No, it, he's in it too. Okay. Uh, Chris Farley is in it. He's the he, one who gets his nose bitten off. I got my nose bitten off by that side on whore. She was the one he sees her in the yeah. commercial. That's yeah, her. Yeah. And he ends up marrying her at the yeah, end. Yeah, and then she still like bites she off bites the She bites off his, of his nose. nose. That's the very end of it. Or something. Yeah. He's screaming, oh, you broke my new nose off. <laughs> yeah. There's that great scene where they have to do that whole thing at the theater. Remember the scene? Uh, with Don Rickles. Uh, with Don Rickles. Yeah, Man, the like, outtakes Look at him. you, you baby gorilla. You're getting fatter as I talk to you. There's a great outtake at the end they play during the credits. And it's where Don Rickles looks at Norm and says, how you got this movie, I'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> and Norm loses it. Oh, it's yeah. so funny. This is definitely one that the outtakes would be great. But do you remember the... Uh, It'd be like a they, whole movie full oh, of outtakes. Yeah. Like, they, why don't they do that, man? They go to... Um, make money by uh, trying out these brownies. Do you remember the brownie scene? I don't. And they're eating the brownies, and they said it should have some side effects to it. And Artie's like, he's like, I don't feel anything. Yeah. Are you feeling anything? And Norm's like sweating, sweating. balls. Sweating, he sees like he the devil or something. He sees uh, Gary Coleman dressed oh, yeah. as the devil. That's right. What you talking about, Satan? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then later on, he gets the people at the theater to eat all of them. Yeah. And they think they're seeing Gary Coleman in the ring boxing and everything. <laughs> and they're like, what are they watching? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but yeah, Chris Farley like lets the uh, skunks loose. Oh, that's right. And the land of skunks, the one with no nose is king. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It, it was amazingly just... You either love it or you hate it. Yeah, like, yeah. like all these movies, and, really. Yeah. Yeah, and I, dude, I'll tell you, and I'm pretty sure with all the one, I think I've seen every one on your list. I, I obviously have seen every one on mine. I love all these. Yeah, you know? they're all funny, man. Um, you got to be, and for me, comedy is one of those movies that you can just throw on in the background, and after you've seen it three or four times, then you know it. You just leave the room, absolutely. you come back, and this joke is on, and yeah, that joke's on. I absolutely. Love it. Um, all right, so kind of stay with that SNL type group with this one. I'm going to go uh, Black Sheep. Nice. Chris Farley and yeah. uh, David, David Spade. Spade. Um, like best buddies, man. Yeah. Those sick. guys were like peanut butter and jelly back in the day. Yeah, and they, man. I, it, it made sense. It's with good comedy teams, you get that one straight lace guy and you was, got that one buffoon. Yeah. It was very like Jack Lemmon, Walter Matthau. Yep. Or right. uh, Abbott and Costello. Yeah. Uh, all those. Even... Uh, what is it? Uh, Stan Laurel and uh, Hardy. Yeah, there yeah. they same thing. It's that straight laced guy, and no one played that condescending kind of wise ass better than David Spade. That's just David Spade. Yeah, man. like I don't know if you've and ever same seen with Chris Farley. I think yeah. Chris Farley's like the uh, just the sweet guy always, that wants to help. Yep, you or know, wants like, to roll over and do a somersault in front of you to get a laugh or yeah, something like that. He, yeah, I mean he's got physical comedy in his blood. Some, oh yeah, some comedians do that, you know, and he was one that. He moved too. Like, there's another big guy that I'm going to be talking about later in this thing. And for a big guy, man, he mm-hmm. seems like athletic as hell. So right. it was really weird when you heard. I mean, I think people around him knew how much of a drug problem he had. Yeah, it's it's, it's a weird. It's a common thread with a lot of these actors, man. That a lot of really when, funny people are depressed. Absolutely, yeah. but I also think when it comes to like SNL, like there's just 
drugs involved. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's and, fun, and man. You could, you could just see those guys, like, even just being happy during the credits at the end. And yeah. You're like, these guys are going to get trashed together, man. Yeah. They worked all week to do this one thing, and now right. they're just going to get trashed. Well, and I think, though, that they probably stay up yep. for days writing. Yep. You know what I mean? Coming up with, you know, funny shit. Yeah. Like, uh, you know. And he was, both those guys were on Saturday Night Live in a key point of time where you had Phil Hartman, you yeah. had Adam Sandler, Molly yeah. Shannon. They were just, Will Ferrell. Yeah. I mean, it was just like... Not that there's a bad cast right now, but we can look back in the years and we know what years were the good cast and what years were the kind of lacking. Yeah. And his might be one of the best, like, groups. Four or five years of Sad Night Live. Yeah. And they're like, I don't, they're Sandler. my age, so they're like 45. About Sandler and Chris Rock. Yep. And Mike know. Myers. Mike Myers was yeah, on dude. there at the same time. Just, it's insane. Oh, so, yeah, tell us a little bit about Black Sheep. Yeah. Because I always thought that I, I always loved it. I saw it in the theater, mm-hmm. but I always thought it was just slightly not as good as uh, Tommy, Tommy Boy, Boy yeah. which um, most people will admit. There's not many people who are going to be like, I like Black Sheep better than Tommy Boy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. it still had its and, great and, I mean, and I agree. I, I like yeah. Tommy Boy better, but we've talked about that yeah, one yeah, before. Yeah. Um, so Chris Farley is he's Chris Farley in every movie, yep. you know, he's kind of dumb. He just wants to help. Yeah. He's, you know, very oblivious to the world that's going on around him. Very likable. But... Yeah. Uh, means well in everything that he does, but always fucks <laughs> up, you know? Um, and Tim Matheson is his brother, uh, Al Donnelly. So, um, he's gonna... is great, man. He love, I love him playing that straight guy. Oh yeah. No. And, and he's a nice guy, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, and he loves his brother, but he just knows his brother and that like, you know, yeah, he's, he's running the Matheson's running for like governor. Senator or something or governor. Or yeah, something. yeah, I think so. Um, and at first Chris Farley's like, Oh, I'm going to help you with your campaign. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, he just can't get it right. I mean, you he's know? the most likely to f- fart on microphone or to like <laughs> yeah. fall off the stage or something like yeah. that. So he's like, yeah. Um, and so, uh, basically Tim Matheson, uh, is looking for somebody to kind of like handle him, yeah, you babysit know, him, basically. And yeah. exactly. And David Spade's in the car <laughs> and he's just like, you know, I'm your man, you know, like I'll do it. I'm your Huckleberry. Oh <laughs> shit. Justin, take yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and so that becomes kind of their deal is that like, David Spade is going to take Chris Farley. They're going to go out to the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. and they're going to campaign for Al Donnelly in the sticks in the mountains, yeah. you know, where he can't really fuck anything yeah. up because it'll just be like a small little town. Yeah. And if, if they, best case scenario, he gets a couple votes. They out lose of it. that yeah. town. Yeah. Or, you yeah. know, <laughs> um, and so like they, they go to this, uh, this like cabin in the woods and, <laughs> and when they get there, they go inside and there's bunk beds and Chris Farley's like, I call the top bunk and David Spade's like covers his mouth and he's just like, okay. You know, like he's like, okay, big deal, you know? Um, and dude, there's so many funny things that happen in that cabin. Like, uh, it really is kind of like a road buddy movie. At some point it's just them. And then a random person that they would come across. Right. Yeah. And, and there's one major scene I remember. And I think that's probably the only one I remember, which is the car scene with the, uh, the tank oh, in the yeah, back. Oh yeah. my God. Dude, that's such a funny movie or some funny part of who the movie. Was the, dude. Uh, what, I'm wondering who the cop was that pulled him over. Uh, uh, I don't know if you could tell by looking at the list or not. Um, I might be able to tell. David St. James. Oh, okay. I think that's who it is. Um, yeah, so they... 
But so the cabin stuff is really funny. There's mm. the part where there's like the windstorm and it blows the roof off and it, they and it's like hailing and Chris Farley's on the top bunk and he's just getting <laughs> nailed by hail and David Spade goes, "I call the top bunk." <laughs> and the bunk falls oh, on David God. Spade. That's one of those things in a comedy you know that's going to happen at oh, some point. Oh, dude. Um but also <laughs> yeah, also right before the car happens, they're um they're like campaigning in you know the the town that they're in and chris farley comes along and finds this bus and it turns out that the bus like and it's in the woods like Mm. somebody lives in this bus and it's fucking gary Busey's. oh my god i totally totally forgot about it oh my god i still don't remember it but that sounds like oh man that's hilarious so gary Busey is like a conspiracy theory ptsd stricken like ex-soldier can't believe that's not living in a bus (laughs) in the woods and like he's got landmines like you know there's a i want that movie now (laughs) oh my gosh dude like because i remember he he said that might be his life actually oh my gosh dude it is so funny dude um, cause I know at one point Gary Busey's like holding a fucking tech nine to somebody and he's like, he, Oh, to, um, to, to Chris Farley, him and Chris Farley get into a big fight. Um, and he's like, he's like, I can break your spine or I can shatter your cortex right here, you know? And like, Oh, Oh, it's David Spade. Oh, he does okay. it to David Spade and David Spade pisses himself. <laughs> and then, and then Chris Farley comes in and they have like, uh, they have a go at it. And eventually, uh, uh, Gary Busey's like, do you like wrestling? He's like, come on inside. I got all the WrestleManias on Laserdisc. And they just become <laughs> buddies. And he ends up coming back later on in the movie. And it's really funny. But uh-huh. yeah, so they realize that there's like some voter fraud going on. And that's when they call their buddy, um, Grant Hesloff, um, who's the cop with the souped up car. Mm. So they're hauling ass, you know, trying to get to the next like event or whatever. And they hit a bump and it like cracks the line to the NOS tank. Yeah. And so they're like driving along and like they're, they're looking at the map and he, he asked David Spade like where they're going and he's like, Oh, we're on one of these roads. He's like, man, that's, that's such a weird word. Roads, <laughs> roods, rowads, <laughs> roads, you know? And like, they, they realize that they're high on nitrous and fucking, uh, Oh, remember, and they're doing headbanging yeah, yeah. as oh, they're yeah, driving yeah. really fast. <laughs> and the cop pulls him over, and he's like, do you have any idea how fast you were going? And he's like, well, this thing's got a 350 Hemi in it, plus it's got the nitrous in the back. I can get it up to about 190. Never do, though. <laughs> and he's like, seven. Seven miles per hour. <laughs> it was instantly, like, the best scene in the movie, too. You oh. can, Sometimes when you watch these movies, you're like, oh, this is the scene. Yeah. That scene was just... Anytime someone can play <laughs> fucked up like that... Is really great. Yeah. Those two guys. Oh, God. And he's like, he's like, what are you doing with this guy? He's like, I'm transporting this prisoner where he's wanted in Garver County for banging chickens. <laughs> Caught him up in some other county for banging horses. Like, and David Spade just looks at him like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's so funny, uh, dude. It's it, such It's a- sad, man, too, because you know those two had so many movies left oh, in them. Yeah. I felt ba- so bad for David Spade when yeah. we lost Chris Farley oh, yeah. more than anybody. Him uh, and Adam Sandler were, like, super close yeah, with Chris Farley. Absolutely. So. Well, Adam Sandler did the Chris Farley song on yeah. his new Netflix, yeah, yeah. which, I mean, dude, that thing brought tears to my eyes just yeah. because it was so sad. Yeah. Speaking of which, by the way, take a moment. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. That was really uh, horrible. Well, I heard that on vacation too, yeah. and it was one of those things you gotta uh, like immediately jump online. Could this be true? Could check, this be yeah. a rumor? Oh, man. <clears throat> 
every once in a while something like that happens that seems so out there that it can't possibly it, be it's true. It's like surreal. Like there's a part of me that's still like in denial about it. Like no, nah, I cannot. You know, like me and my wife will not go on those small airplanes or small no, helicopters. No, dude, we won't do no, it. I, it's too much of a risk. Yeah. And this is talking from a guy that me and Dave went up in like a, a four person plane, and Dave hung out the window with the camera so we could get oh, aerial shots dude. for our first movie and everything. Yeah. And I was up there on that first one. Uh, it was me and my camera operator and uh, the guy who uh, was a friend of ours who was a pilot. And uh, it was a weird it was a weird flight being in such that thing. So Dave's, for the next time we did it, we've done it twice. Dave oh, wow. did it himself. Mm-hmm. And, and he got off and he's like, yeah, it's the last time I do that. I bet, dude. I bet, dude. <laughs> so I can just, ah, uh, it's always, and almost every night on the news. Yeah. Uh, me and my wife call it like the news bingo. Like if you had a bingo card with like, Natural disasters, uh, a plane going down, yeah. a celebrity doing this, and, yeah. and it's always every night. It seems to be like this small, like six-person plane went you down. We lost a lot of celebrities uh, doing that shit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, probably the before this, I guess John F. Kennedy Jr. was probably the biggest person that we saw die yeah. in a uh, plane wreck. But there's so many people uh, that major celebrities and just people on vacation. That's what really is like, you know? Yeah. And it looks like these guys were on their way to a meet or something They're like that. They were going to a basketball tournament. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. it's, it is really sad. So I missed a lot of it when I was on vacation, but it was definitely shocking. Yeah. <laughs> on to a nicer thing. <laughs> All right, this next one. And these two guys, I love these two guys so much that I was there day one when this movie aired uh, in the theater in 1998. Matt Stone, Trey Parker's basketballs. Oh my God, I'm so fat. <laughs> oh my God. Was that not your favorite moment oh my when God. you could actually see Trey Parker Absolutely. do Cartman? Absolutely. Because you, they don't record themselves doing it much. You never no. see them uh, do the things. And when you're hearing those voices on South Park, yeah. they seem like so genuine and hard to do. Like, are they altering their voice? Yeah. No, they're just doing that voice. That's yeah. a voice they can oh, do. Oh, it's so great. And now I've watched them so much that I can easily pick out Trey Parker, Matt Stone. Yeah, from, definitely. Um, when they do the voices and everything. And I, I've always been a South Park fan. I've been a fan since that Christmas, the yeah. bootleg Christmas episode. I never saw that until afterwards. But yeah. season one, I remember my buddy yep. like got it on VHS yep. as soon as it was out. You know what I mean? We had yep. already watched it. And we watched that thing like every my day. My friend, too. Like, I, had, I had watched I guess it was a variety. It wasn't season one. It was just like five different episodes yep. that had been on. And then they sold the seasons a little later. Yep. My um, uh, friend Ed had like a whole VHS tape filled with them. And I remember me and my girlfriend at the time barring them and just watching them over and over again. But I remember when my... My friends were like super stoked. They were like, you got to see this friggin' uh, uh, it was something Christmas, Miracle of Christmas or something. I can't remember what it was. It was this, that yeah, three like minute South Park Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Where Jesus is fighting Santa Claus and everything. It's, just <laughs> yeah. so, it's, so, it's so hilarious. And so I was immediately in it and I liked the humor that they did a, a lot more so than not that I didn't like Family Guy, but Family Guy got a little weird after about the third or fourth season, where South Park, I'll still watch, and I think it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. I, I just love how they will tackle whatever social issue is going Tegrity on in the Farms. world. Integrity Farms. or uh, <laughs> PC Babies. Yeah. Oh, my god, <laughs> It's just so funny. There's, there's, moments on, there's moments in life where I'll be like, I can't wait until uh, uh, till South Park comes up, because you know yeah. they're going to tackle that moment. Oh, yeah. You know they're going to love it. Dude, I, I hate the fact that like they do one season per year and it's like 
12 episodes yeah. and that's it. But I'm just thrilled ha- that it's still doing it. Have you, know? you ever seen Seven Days to yeah, Air? it's amazing. Dude, it's so amazing. fucking awesome. It likes the most stressful thing in the world. Like They literally get the, the show to the fucking yeah. studio 20 minutes yep. until they, they said they don't enjoy themselves until they are on the golf course after it's over oh, and they're and they're uh just enjoying the money that came in from it because it's so dude like, last non-stop. year last year they started the hashtag yeah. cancel south park <laughs> like you know they're yeah. tired of fucking doing it i know but like, and they're at the richer same time than, like you, they're dude, richer than fuck oh, they don't yeah, have dude. to fucking continue doing that but, so yeah so in this one they like they end up coming up with their own game. Like, yeah, which apparently the uh, one of the writers or something, this was a game that, or I think the, one of the Zuckers was like somehow part of this movie with them. Uh, I want to say he was one of the producers along with him because I kind of read something that this was a game that him and his brothers used to play uh, when they were uh, kids. And so what's going on is they just, they're kind of these like, uh, losers who just hang out uh, with each other and a couple of people that one guy what's his name Kenny but he's uh, they call him like Screech or something yeah I can't um, remember the uh, the nickname they have for him uh, but they hang out with him and uh, what is the... Squeak Squeak yeah. I know it was something like that so they create this game in the uh, in their like driveways, which is kind of a combination of uh, baseball and basketball, you know, it's almost like horse, but you have like uh, kind of uh, bases bases that yeah. you go to and everything, and a lot of it is dealing with insults. You can like go yeah. in front of some guy when he's trying to make a uh, oh my basket God. and just insult him. Yeah, and I love that the common thread joke was. Uh, like screech or uh, squeak fucked your mother or yeah. or, or something like that and everyone would always miss when they worked uh, squeak in there and he's like come on guys yeah. uh, so and it takes off it becomes like this national event yeah. and then they have they're playing at like stadiums and like they have those Nike uh, is sponsoring yeah, them and shit the uh, like uh, naughty cheerleaders out there in like yeah. lingerie are doing stuff but there's so many great funny jokes especially they worked in uh, What's the old dude from this movie? He was the old school guy. Uh, I want to say Robert Vaughn, maybe, I think is his name. Ernest Borgnine. No, Ernest Borgnine's the one that was... Robert Vaughn. Yeah, Robert Vaughn played the bad guy, and he... uh, Ernest Borgnine was... uh, He left the basketball kind of... uh, uh, he's the one that came up with baseball with them and left the whole thing to them. Uh-huh. Uh, but if they, they had like a failing season or something like that, it, it went to Robert Vaughn. Right. And then... Uh, what Jenny McCarthy, uh, stupid ass Jenny McCarthy. I oh, can't stand her, man. It's the half the reason we're having fucking. Uh, she's like that head of that anti-vaxxing uh, fucking bullshit. God, she's fucked. It, it's a great example how a B actor, even uh, in a, a low profile, could affect. Uh, it's because morons. she's married to Jim Carrey. Uh, well, now she's married to fucking uh, Donnie Wahlberg. And so I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> she didn't make or break this movie, thankfully. Uh, basketball. <laughs> I, I, I do like the, the scene where she comes up with the trailer hitch and said, "I got all this chrome off for you." Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, do you remember this movie well? I remember the game, like when they got to the like the major leagues and they were having tournaments, and I remember like. Trey Parker and Matt Stone, like, you know, having their rift and stuff like that because... Uh, oh, yeah. Dude, that dude speech back and forth where he's going, dude, yeah. dude, dude. Yeah, dude. dude. Yeah, <laughs> like, um, <coughs> you know, but like I, 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 the single solitary thing, as soon as you say the word basketball is when uh, Trey Parker's standing on the mound. Oh. And you're like, dude, I'm so fat. Look at me. <laughs> like doing the Cartman thing. Like, oh, oh. my God. Like... That shit is just absolutely hilarious. I love the scene where they're uh, they're in the locker room 
and uh, they're completely naked, and they're doing the scene like their like their dick is like three feet long, and right. it's like dragging on the ground. <laughs> yeah. So every time they uh, swing, turn to the right, you see it swing right yeah. after them and everything. <laughs> and you've got the girl that's kind of uh, that uh, Trey or Matt Stone's interested comes into the locker room and can't stop staring at it. It's yeah. super funny. Remember they worked that uh, Make a Wish Foundation kind of thing into element into it, and she ran the Make a Wish Foundation, yeah. and it was like a little kid. All these kids were like super into them and everything, and. Uh, yeah, it went down to they were able to work this kind of like uh, exciting sporting event into like an absolutely ridiculous, ridiculous movie. Yeah, uh, I had never seen um, their other. Uh, I've never seen Orgasmo. Have you seen Orgasmo? Yeah, I've seen it, Was it once good? or twice. I mean, it's it, it's down. I mean, yeah, and that's all you need to know. Yeah, I mean, I mean I, and uh, Cannibal the Musical is another one that I haven't seen that yeah, they I did seen way that. back in um, the day. I wish that I would have been able to see. Uh, the Book of Mormon. The Book of Mormon was oh, yeah. playing at the Phillips right, Center like two weeks ago. Hell, yeah, man. no, dude. I looked up tickets and like for for one decent ticket, it was like hundred and twenty dollars. Wow. And I'm like, no, I'm no. not. I'm not gonna do that. Like, they had tickets for ninety five dollars, but they just weren't available. Not that they were sold out. They just weren't available. I'm surprised I, they haven't made that in the movie yet. I know. I because they're. I just heard today that they're making Hamilton into a movie and they're using the original Broadway cast. Oh wow, that's pretty. cool. And everyone would go see it. I, I mean, because I, I've heard such awesome yeah, things about it. I would it, go, I'd see, go it. see it. Yeah, like, I mean, it's one of those things. I'm, I'm sure it's better live in the theater, but yeah. I mean, a lot of people can't afford it. Obviously, yeah, I'm not flying to New York to go yeah. and see that. You know, like not to mention tickets and hotels and all that stuff. Like, I'm sorry, can't do it. You know? <laughs> No, I I love Matt Parker and Trey Stone. I always look forward to all their uh, their stuff, and uh, it's one of the only animated cartoons I watch anymore. And I used to watch a bunch of them, and I hear there's a lot of great ones out there. It just uh, they don't get my attention as much anymore. Uh, <clears throat> and I bet they're uh, upset. Uh, I mean, like everyone else, with the whole uh, not to bring Kobe back into it, but I know he was a repeat character on South Park, yeah. and not in like a horrible like yeah. uh, R. Kelly or oh, Tom God. Cruise type of way. And now I'm in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise is in here too. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, John Travolta. I kind of like it in here. Yeah. Hey, it's kind of nice in here. John Travolta's in the closet. <laughs> we could do a whole South Park pod, man. Oh, and dude. just go through I'm all the episodes and everything. No, I meant, I'm not just like a single one. I'm no, talking, we could, we could do like a hundred episodes and yeah. just work through their, their oh, shows because be I could talk about every episode they're in, even the most ridiculous ones. <laughs> yeah. yeah th- those guys fit well into the, uh, to slapstick, uh, category. So I'm glad, uh, baseball has got worked in here. Yeah. Um, so this one, I, uh, I'm going to take a sip here. Oh, it's big time. Yeah. Of some high quality H2O. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Sandler in the water. Oh, boy. God. Do, 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 cool <laughs> like, I, I mean, this movie was just oh, all God, out funny. funny, dude. He had he had that trifecta at yeah. back in the day. And mm-hmm. it was always, and not that his other movies weren't, didn't have great yeah. moments and everything. Billy Madison, uh, uh, Happy Gilmore, Happy Gilmore and, and, and The Waterboy. Yeah. Those mean, were the three. Oh, my God. You dude. had to own all three of them. Oh. You had to watch all three of them. Yeah. I mean, not to say anything bad about Big Daddy or 51st Dates. No, I, I like all those decent. movies. Yeah. I own. But they I, weren't on I them. own a ton yeah. of Sandler oh, movies, yeah. dude. Like, but they definitely weren't on the list level of those three no those three not. made him famous there's no i mean now uncut gems i haven't seen oh. and it's in a whole different yeah that's league, not you know that's just I mean? him as an actor um, like he's but, changed completely. yeah but those three are the, yeah. they're who adam sandler mm. was you know yeah, the second that comes out on Redbox, you should uh, definitely yeah. watch it because it's fucking phenomenal um yeah so adam sandler is like 
I don't know the right, correct word to describe. It's kind of simple. Simple is it, good. It's a simple good one. Jack, good. you know. <laughs> yeah. um, Who's and, got a very well-meaning uh, mom. Yeah. Mama. Kathy Bates. Oh, yeah. It's one of the best roles. This and, like, Annie Wilkes might be the two best roles uh, she's ever done in my she's opinion. So, foosball is the devil, <laughs> you know? Like, this is such a quotable movie, my oh, God. Oh, dude. dude. Like, so, oh, Henry No, Winkler. you're wrong, Colonel <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I, all the time to my wife, I'm, I'm like, you know why those crocodiles are ornery, right? Because <laughs> they got all their teeth, teeth and they no got toothbrush. no toothbrush. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, but mama's wrong. <laughs> no, you're wrong, Colonel Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> Something's wrong with his ubug. Yeah, Abdulamah, exactly. Oh, my uh, God. Everyone in this movie, the Fonz, oh, my God, Henry Winkler oh, was so coach? great in this movie. Oh, yeah, man. I love when he turns the opposing coach into the baby and he's like, ooh, <laughs> yeah, that was the Jerry Reed. It was the guy from uh, Smoking the Bandit played the, uh, the yeah. bad guy. Hey, Waterboy, yeah. you're fired. And what was our guy who was uh, the Cajun guy? Blake Clark. Oh, yeah. God, man. And we, we mentioned him the other day in uh, on our last pod because he was the one that took over for Jim Varney. Uh, after Jim Varney died, Ernest, uh-huh. he, he was doing the voice of uh, Slinky Dog on Toy Story. Oh, really? And he died after the like the second one and everything. So uh, this guy had to step in. And he does like the best Jim Varney impression because he sounds so much like him anyways. Yeah. Um, just one of my – just because it's just a funny scene to me is when they're having the party. And so anyways, yeah, he's a water boy. Yeah. He ends up becoming like a star linebacker, yeah. you know, because he un- he learns to like unleash his rage, yeah. and channel like, that fury. Yeah, and like Captain Insano shows no mercy. <laughs> you know? I love when he pokes him in the eye, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, but like, and so uh, Peter Dante and Jonathan Lorfrin, uh, Lorfrin, um, they're in like all of Sandler's oh, all of Sandler's movies. Um, and he's oh, the one yeah, who yeah, has yeah. like the crooked eye. In yeah, this yeah. Movie. He was great in uh, Kill Bill. Uh, was he in Kill uh, Bill? Kill, no, Kill Bill. Uh, no, he was. He was the one uh, that. Uh, my name is Buck, and I'm here to fuck. The oh, guy next that's to him. right. But yeah. he was. He's in a lot of Quentin movies. He was also in Death Proof. He was the one they leave the girl with when they take the car. Oh no, to shit. Drive it. Yeah. yeah, he's huh. done a bunch of that stuff. Clint Howard. Clint yeah. Howard's great too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I said Joe Montana. Um, but yeah, so uh, they they're going to the party, and uh, Bobby Boucher walks in, <laughs> and he's like, "You want you you want a drink, Bobby?" And he's like, "I'll take a scotch and soda. Hold the, <laughs> hold the scotch." And he just goes, <clears throat> "Bobby, did you make a joke?" <laughs> <laughs> exactly right, man. And that great Rob Schneider. Uh, this was like that start. You can of, do yeah, it. Yeah, that was like the start of that character that you he worked in. You can do it all night long. <laughs> uh, I loved the uh, Frusa Bach in this. She oh, was yeah. great, man. Yeah. Uh, as that kind of, the she always dog. plays that weird girl. The you mud know? dogs are going to win thirty-four yeah. to twenty-nine. <laughs> How do you know that? <laughs> The mud dogs are going to win 34 <laughs> to 29. <laughs> she always plays that hardcore, serious, kind of weird girl, yeah, and she's she was, perfect in this movie. Oh, she was Her so opposite, hot in this movie uh, too. the mama, in the scene when they're having the alligators. Dinner together. Oh, yeah. God, so funny, man. Yeah. This was one my mom loves this movie. Yeah, this is oh, one of her favorite movies. Uh, I, well, and like. She calls football foosball like all the time. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I say that all the time. Yeah. Like, people don't get it. No, I, people I, don't get it. I, I, don't, I don't understand why they wouldn't. God, but, Waterboy's so funny. Dude, and I mean, the way he hits people and just puts them on the, the football scenes are great oh yeah as a matter of fact the um there's one particular scene where uh one of the opposing players says hey water boy i'm gonna sleep with your mama tonight <laughs> and 
Adam Sandler recovers the fumble and the guy is number 55 mm. and he's running around the field going 55, 55, <laughs> 55 and he, he sees him and he hands him the ball and he gets it and so 55 takes it and he runs and he scores a touchdown uh-huh. and Adam Sandler just comes and full out drop kicks him <laughs> in the end zone and just knocks him out. Well, that guy uh-huh. is James Bates, who used to be the safety for the Florida Gators oh, back nice. in the 90s nice. when we won the national championship. Yeah. Um, yeah. LT was in this movie. They worked a lot of old oh football God, players. Yes. That Captain Insano was the big show. Yeah, the big show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Um, he's like, what are you doing? I'm just sitting here thinking about stealing LT's Porsche. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And that kid is exactly why you don't do cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It, it's so funny, man. I, I used to watch all three of those in a row. Oh, when yeah. We were hanging at the house. Absolutely. Just in the background. You just put those three movies in there. I'm so glad Adam Sandler's still doing quality stuff. And yeah. Still pissed that he didn't get uh, his uh, awards uh, that he deserved. Yeah. Because most people, that, that, that and the Greta Garwig uh, kind of oversight with her being uh, put up there as best director and Adam Sandler are like the two big things that people are bitching about with the Oscars. Yeah. And I could see both of them because uh, they did deserve some accolades for it. But Adam Sandler, I don't know what a lot of his uh, new comedies, like he's a Netflix. He must be their boy now, um, man. Dude, I mean, yeah. he I've must seen, have more movies than anyone on there. I've seen two of them. One is with David Spade where like it's kind of like a spy on the run type hmm. movie, but yeah. also like a comedy, yeah. you know. It's good? Um, or? And it, it was pretty fucking good. Yeah. Um, like surprisingly good. Huh. Um, and then I saw one other one that I don't remember, but also there was like a, you know, because like Kevin James runs with him too. Mm. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. a Kevin James movie on Netflix that uh, like popped up out of nowhere. I was wondering what he was doing. And I hear it's really fucking good. Yeah. Um, so I haven't seen Grown Ups. I haven't seen Grown Ups. I, I like Grown Ups and yeah. Grown Ups too. I think yeah. they're funny. People think they're corny. They are. What was corny, the one but... where they were doing stand up comedians and Jonah Hill was on it? Uh, and they were all. Was that funny people? Yeah, that might be funny people where Jonah Hill was just putting YouTube videos up of cats and stuff. And. Uh... Was it, that was like in the 90s. Yeah. Though. Was it the 90s or early 2000s where they were just... Uh, I remember it was when there was a MySpace page. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, that's... I, I yeah, so it must, have been, it must have been like early 2000s, maybe 2002 or something like that. It was good. It was really good. Huh, he, actually, he, 2009. Wow. Yeah, yeah, he played that veteran kind of uh, Santa comedian, and it, it, it was the first time that I got to see a, a pretty good... Well, really, the first time we got to see him doing his... Uh, his acting chops were punch drunk love. That you know, I've never seen time. that. It was good, man. I, he had I like serious anger issues in it. And so mm. it was interesting to see him just like pummel shit. And he was, uh, he got wrapped up with the mob and everything. And it was, it was really good. It wasn't as good as uh, Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems was something that uh, to behold mm-hmm. uh, because you, it was something that you would see Daniel Day-Lewis or uh, Christian Bale play, but wow. they threw Adam That's Sandler in there. That's a fucking statement. Yeah, and you, they threw Adam Sandler in there, and he nailed it. Yeah. N- nailed every friggin' scene that he was in. So it was, it's one of those movies I will buy day one when it comes out. Yeah, so. and it's funny. I, I I really don't understand how people hate on Sandler so much, because he's fucking talented, He is. Dude. He's talented like, as hell. It's not easy doing the jobs that he does. Yeah. It, it's just that he sometimes he'll go into projects that the, the director or the writer and everything else might be not as... As great as he is right and you're not gonna have a home run every time sometimes you're gonna bump yeah. and uh, or sometimes you're gonna just get the second and a lot of his movies are like that if you were to look at a list of adam sandler's movies i mean if he has if he has uh 60 movies like uh 
15 to 20 of them are, are fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, and that's still a great kind of ratio. If I was an actor and I had 60 movies and 15 of them were fucking awesome, then I would be all about it, man. Huh. Wedding just, Singer. Yeah, Wedding Singer is another one. I, I really liked 51st Dates. Yeah. Um, I didn't like Longest Yard. I didn't like Jack and Jill. I didn't see that one. I didn't see Just Go With It. Uh, yeah, there's a lot more of his that I I liked see. Little Nicky. I actually really like uh, Don't Mess With the Zohar. I like Little Nicky now. Back in the day, I was kind of annoyed by it, but now I can go back and I can really enjoy it. That was pretty funny. That's my boy with him and uh, Andy Samberg. Never saw that. That I, one's pretty funny. Huh, I would have to, I'll have um, to check that one out. Mr. Deeds was all right. Yeah. Oh, I like Mr. Deeds. But it, a lot of his those movies that he did back in the day like that, it was like those uh, like sub-characters that were funny. Like John Turturro like, owned Mr. Deeds. Yeah, Gates, and very sneaky. Yeah. <laughs> Anger Management with Jack Nicholson Yeah, I wanted good. that to be better, and it wasn't. I didn't care for Spanglish. Uh, he just does a lot, man. Yeah. And a lot of ones that just are, are Did you see The Cobbler? That's no. the other one on Netflix. Yeah, it's Dude, good. That is good. Oh. Like, like, watch it. Oh, you know what nice. I mean? I'll like, have to check it out. Um, and then I hear this Sandy Wexler is a good one. Yeah, too. I did. I have heard that name before. Um, Bulletproof, I liked. Man, yeah, I haven't heard it. Or Airheads, man. Airheads was awesome. Oh, dude, he was so great. That was that was like that was his like. Yeah, persona. that was yeah. That was you know, and that was one the of the day. first things that we saw him in. That was like, oh, th- I remember. That was like right before Happy Gilmore and all that. And same with Mixed Nuts. Mm-hmm. He was in that movie with his guitar, like he was in Saturday Night Live, and his scene was just making up songs and everything. Yeah, like, he's done a lot of movies, man. Yeah, a lot of fucking movies there. There, there's more better ones than 15 on this. Oh, yeah. He's, he's probably got 20, 25 movies. So I don't, like you, I don't know who, why people shit on him. Yeah. And that was what one thing that came out during that Sony hack. Do you remember the Sony hack where uh, uh, North yeah. Korea hacked into Sony? Yeah. Every, a lot of nudes, pictures got out, but a lot of like emails got out. And, uh, and a lot of the emails, I, I know Ben Affleck was mentioned in a couple of them that it didn't make put him in a good light. But the Adam Sandler, I guess the president of Sony... Um, they found him out on an email saying, why in the hell are we making all these stupid Adam Sandler movies uh, and we can't make anything good or something like that? And that's what it that came that motherfucker out. makes money. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. He bankrolls. Yeah. There's a good chunk of people out there that, that are, Adam Sandler's in it. I'm watching it, it. I'm going to see it. Yeah. And if I don't go see it in the theaters, I'm going to rent it. And if I don't rent it, I'm going to fucking download it. Yeah, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, it, it looks like he's definitely under contract with uh, Netflix. With Netflix yeah. But now he just did an A24 movie. And A24 is oh, like really? my big production company yeah. that I've watched now because they do a lot lot of the horror movies and a lot of indie movies yeah. they're like the lion's gate now yeah uh, or artisan was back in the day mm-hmm. because they did midsummer they did hereditary they did uncut gems Still that's how he got it midsummer uh, dude oh man i gotta there's, watch it you need a there's a uh, maybe you get tomorrow. your red box thing uh, worked out no no um i got my because i saw that you were watching rambo i figured you just rented it on i just did it on my uh ipad oh gotcha you know yeah. um but damn i was about to say something but I <laughs> Thought we got on a tangent there yeah. on Adam Sandler, but he deserves it. So Yeah, for sure. All right, my next movie here. And this was an early one. This is 1982. And it, it's weird because it's a sequel. I think most people will go with the original. But I having HBO, I watched it all the time. And mm-hmm. for some reason, and it, it's weird. I think the uh, the Zucker uh, brothers or uh, and the Abrams, I think what, I think it's these Abrams that, uh, that did this movie. I'll have to look them up here in a second. But uh, Airplane 2. I loved Airplane 2, man. 
Hell yeah, dude. I, I I think you're right. I think I've probably seen that one more than the first one. Yeah, it, I, and I've seen the first one a lot, but I, I really, I love Shatner. I love Shatner <laughs> at the end of this, man, as uh, Murdoch is so funny. I, one scene that always gets me, and there's so many scenes you talk about in this movie, and a lot of it is definitely rehashed from the first one, but they have a lot of great <laughs> yeah. original jokes. The, the best being that they're in space now. It's not like an actual airplane <laughs> yeah. going uh uh, so it's almost like the challenger that they're going up into and uh, they end up running into uh, trouble and they have to get him in contact with William Shatner's character. And uh, there's a great scene where he looks, it looks like the guy is talking to him on like a monitor and he's somewhere far away on the other part of the ship right. and everything. And he's like, uh, <clears throat> he's like, we need to go to the cockpit. And he's like, we don't have a cockpit. And he says, what do we have? We have a bridge. He's, and then all of a sudden he opens the door that the monitor's on. And you don't realize he's just on the other side of the door. <laughs> yeah. He's like, why the hell am I not notified about these things? <laughs> 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 oh, man. It's, uh, who was the star of it? The uh, Damn, I can't remember his name. Robert. Hayes? Robert Hayes, yeah. man. Robert Hayes and Julie Haggerty yeah. really were so perfect at this type of thing because around this time, I mean, there weren't a whole hell of a lot of these spoof movies and yeah. everything. So you really had to play it completely straight. And yeah. this was the same thing, the same kind of like advice that they gave uh, Leslie, Leslie Nielsen. Nielsen. Yeah. It's like, don't play it as funny. You right. know, you just play this it like This is all it's, real to you. This is all real to you yeah. and everything. And let the comedy kind of come out of that, Ugh. too. And it had those just great one liners where yeah. he's like, where he's. He's asked for the screwdriver and he hands him like the alcoholic drink yeah. and everything. He throws it on his face. Yeah, still you got, got a drinking um, problem. Sonny Bono plays the the bomber in this. Oh yeah, remember he's at the store and he's ordering the yeah. bombs. Yeah, like, can I get the that? Second, second time bomb on the left. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, sure. Yeah, <laughs> or that great scene at the beginning, which and this was one of those. This was that gray period during movies in 1982 where you could show nudity in a PG movie. Oh yeah, and there was a great scene at the beginning where they had the guys watching people. Go, like the TSA going, uh, people going through the scanners. Yeah. And they show a couple of people come through, and then the next people uh, on the monitor, it could see through their shirts. So it's two g- girls with huge boobs yeah. coming through. And I remember as a kid, and I'm like, oh my God, they're showing nudity yeah. in this PG movie. And my mom said, I can watch any PG movie. Yeah. So, yeah, not until 85 did they get wise and do the PG 13, but you, yeah. you forget that that was allowed back then. Also, though, Lloyd Bridges. Ah. Uh, Lloyd Bridges, and, and almost better than Lloyd Bridges is the flamboyantly gay Johnny, guy. Yeah, uh, he died like oh, did he? he died like the year after this movie came out of AIDS. He was one of the first oh, really? guys that died of AIDS. He might have been the the first flamboyantly gay character or gay actor that I had ever seen in my life, and I loved yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He, every scene he was on, like when Lloyd Bridges said, "Catch me up," he's yeah. like, "Well, first the dinosaurs, yeah. <laughs> but then they got big and fat, and, yeah. they, <laughs> and they died and became oil." Yeah. And then he's like, "No, go ahead." He says, "They'll Princess uh, Prince Charles starting wearing Mrs. Uh, Princess Di's clothes," and he just went on and on. And he would pop into scenes, yeah. and just say one line, yeah. or he would walk across the camera and give yeah. one line, and you were like, "Oh my god, that's the funniest!" My things. favorite one, and I think it's from Airplane One, though, yeah. is when uh, uh, Lloyd Bridges handed hands him the uh, the piece of paper, and he's like. 
Jacobs, what do you make of this? And he's like, well, I can make a hat or I can make a boat. And he, he's like, and he looks and he opens it up and he goes, hey, look, there's a sale of pennies. Like, yeah. I think that's number one, but they, they yeah. worked in, I'm so glad that they worked him back yeah. in on this kind of He's such uh, a great role. character, dude. Oh, God, so funny, man. <laughs> Just thinking of him makes me laugh, yeah. dude. Like, uh, they also had the great, uh, the guy from Mission Impossible as the pilot, uh, Peter Graves. Peter Graves, yeah, yeah. Peter Graves. And remember, he gets, they do that whole 2001. Yeah, what the, are you doing, uh, Dave? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, Dave? Yeah, I know, what the hell, man? Dave's not here. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was just funny. One thing after another was really, really great. Yeah. And, uh, even the, the bad guy from, or the boss from uh, Dirty Harry played, uh, played what's-his-name's kind of doctor uh, that he had just... That was another nude scene. Remember he's uh, remember he's at that mental institute at the very beginning, and that's where he has to escape from uh-huh. and then get on the airplane because he realizes that the airplane's going to be in trouble. Right. As he's in his bed, and he's like... Uh, he looks like he's painting a bowl of fruit on this whole thing. Yeah. And then when they show it, it's this girl with huge boobs holding like a bowl of fruit bowl in her fruit. hand. He's yeah. only drawing the, the fruit. And I'm like, what the hell is going on yeah. in this movie? So now, now I'm starting to understand why I liked Airplane 2 better than yeah. Airplane 1. So I don't think Airplane 1 had any nudity in it. No, I don't think it did. Yeah. It had the jello scene. Um, yeah. But she was wearing clothes yeah. Yeah. but the best jello scene on this one of his uh simon's turned to jello and then they show him and he's just like <laughs> yeah. his whole face is made of like gelatin and shit yeah. or the, also the thing where he's like he's falling apart and his arm <laughs> falls off like, oh my god man it's just one funny ridiculous thing after but another. leslie nielsen wasn't in this she, one, he wasn't right? in this oh. one no good luck we're yeah. all counting on you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's really and it's, it's a shame because from what i heard the uh uh, the Abrams brothers have not even seen it. Like they took this movie from them what? and uh, went through and did it anyways. Apparently, it was part of the contract, and they were fully they wrote the script and was, were part of Airplane One. But other than that, they had nothing to do with Airplane Two. Really? It, it was like a situation similar to like Halloween and Halloween uh, uh, Two. Three John Carpenter, or, okay. John Carpenter uh, wrote the music for it and wrote right. a little bit of the uh, the script and everything, and then they just took it over and he had nothing to do with it. Wow, uh, it, it's crazy because it's. If you liked one, you would you would think that the same people behind one did this. Uh, yeah. They got some of the same actors. So I'm I not. Did. I'm wondering if it came late in their uh, career. Yeah, if you look up the uh, the directors and everything, and I uh, I listened to uh, that Tell Him Steve Day pod. One of the guys from Impractical Jokers uh, talks about him going uh, hanging out with the uh, with the brothers. This is it the Abrams or the Zuckers? I can't. Uh, I want to say it's the Zucker brothers. Um. I think it's Abrams. Let me look up real quick while I'm talking um, here. But anyways, yeah. Be, uh, the that, screenplay was written by, for number two, was written by Ken Finkelman, Mike Rice, and Al Jean. Yeah. So that, That's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah. Airplane One was done by the Abrams guys. Okay. And the Zuckers. So it's like Abram, Jim Abrams and then David Zucker and Jerry Zucker are the brothers. Huh. So uh, they were all kind of in on this together. And then, yeah, that second one, it definitely was... Uh, let me see. It was directed by, yep, like you said, Ken Minkleman did, was one of the writers and the director oh, yeah. on it, too. I wonder if he was one of the writers on uh, the first one, and that's why he was kind of so familiar with it. Now I'm just doing some research here. <laughs> <laughs> now, he, he had come from, like, Grease 2 uh, kind of fame, and he had only done... Uh, uh, Airplane 2 was like the first uh, movie. So I'm wondering if it sounds like there's a good documentary there and some serious drama behind it because it, it sucks when you've got like this uh, great, yeah, that's the, the jello, jello shot. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny, man. Yeah, I, 
if you don't know the drama behind it and the directors switching and everything and taking it from them, you, like uh, Justin said, you'd, you'd never know. It's it's you like number one, you like number two. Yeah. Also, I, I love that they do it. I'm almost positive they do it um, in both of them. Is when uh, they're walking through the airport, and actually, maybe it's only in one. They're walking through the airport, and the people keep asking for donations. <laughs> I think that's when Robert oh. Stack. Yeah, no, I think that might have been in the first one, this one too. I think they did it yeah, in yeah. both. Yeah, they might have done it in both. And they you're just right. start kicking the shit out of yeah, all yeah. the do- like people asking for donations yeah. on the way through the airport. Oh, it's so funny yeah. to me. It's yeah. really good. Great right. movie. What you got? Um, another Lloyd Bridges movie. Nice. Actually. Uh, so this one's going to be 1998's uh, Mafia. Oh, God, see, and I remember bits and pieces of this, and I must have seen it on video or something. What, what was the year again? Uh, 98. 98. Yeah, Jay Moore, Christina Applegate. Um, 98 kinda... might have been the time I was working at the video store. I think I might have seen it at the video store then. Mm. The only thing I remember about it is the watermelon. <laughs> Yeah. That spoof, boogie, 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 yeah, boogie. that spoof on the yeah. Godfather when he put the orange in his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and this is Abrams. This, this is the uh, Jim Abrams who did this. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure. So the same guys that did Airplane Two or A Plane One. Sorry. Yeah. Exactly. See, I <laughs> uh, did this one. Uh, yeah, Jim Abrams. Yep, Jim Abrams. Yeah, is the director. Um, so. Yeah, it's a spoof on like mafia movies in yeah. general, oh, but yeah. mostly like The Godfather and Casino. Um, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, because they end up going to Vegas and spending quite a, quite a <laughs> while in Vegas. They, um, like the other ones, they got some really good straight actors that know that com- They're familiar with comedy, but you don't really yeah. associate oh, them I, with, uh, with them. Like Jay Moore and uh, Christina Applegate. I yeah. mean, Christina Applegate obviously <laughs> comes from Mary Olympia Children, Dukakis. But, yeah, I mean, you know, like, um, but also like they have. Uh, Joe Vitarelli, he's um, Jelly in um, Analyze This and Analyze That. Oh, man, I totally forgot about him. Oh, yeah, he's great. Um, And wasn't uh, Vincent Pastore? Yeah, Vincent Pastore is in a lot of that. Isn't that Big Pussy? Uh, No, Vincent Pastore is the... Oh, wait, let me see his picture. Right there. You are right. That, yeah. That's big pussy. Um, I'm thinking of Frank Vincent. You know, and so like they, you know, they have some like mafiosos in this. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, you're doing this movie when the when the calling sheet comes out to, for Italian mafiosos those type characters. You, those you expect uh, you big pussy to be guys. show you, you up. You gotta have those guys. You know, <laughs> and you're thrilled when they are. Big pussy just walked in. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Um, yeah, and so I mean, it's just a whole spoof on that, and like, <laughs> so. Like you said, the scene from The Godfather with the yeah, orange, right? Yeah. So Lloyd Bridges is in his garden, and he's got a slice of watermelon, and the grandson is coming up. Well, I don't know if you noticed from the trailer or if you remember, but that kid is dressed just like yeah, Chucky. I did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so the the grandkid's name is Chucky. That's funny. And so while he's doing that thing with the watermelon in his mouth, he picks up like the insecticide and yeah. pesticide and just starts spraying Lloyd Bridges mm, with oh, it man. and kills him. <laughs> And, I definitely have seen this, and, but I've only seen it once. And he just goes, ha, 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 and does this creepy laugh and takes his Rolex. And it's just like, <laughs> Rolex, and just runs off. Like, you know, but like, so Jay Moore is the one who kind of becomes head of the crime family. He's like the Michael from uh, the yeah. Corleones. Yeah. yeah, he's Tony. Yeah. Um, and then Christina Applegate is like his wife. But she also comes becomes president of the United States, like <laughs> you know. Um, and, Seems plausible. Yeah, right. Um, and it's just it is a slapstick movie. Yeah, um, I mean, you get the Abrams in there. If, it, if Jim Abrams is taken over, you know, it's that type of movie. Yeah, uh, it, like for instance, there's I, I, which 
is it Casino where uh, Robert De Niro starts the car and it blows up? Yeah. Okay. So that happens in this movie also. Um, and when they come back to Jay Moore, like they think he's dead, right? But then yeah. they find out he's alive and yeah. they see him and he's just like all burned and pale (laughs) and like kind of just like gross looking and he's in a wheelchair and he's eating these like soft canned peaches and just like (laughs) slurping them in and it's so gross and so fucking hysterical at the same time Uh, like it's just i mean the way that they do it it, it's just funny and like it's joke after joke after joke mm. it's just oh so good i it's what you want it's what you want on a movie yeah there's a couple movies of these slapstick comedies i need to rewatch that i have seen so long ago that the jokes would be like genuinely almost new to me yeah would be mafia and that other one where we we talked about it once what was the high school high oh Uh, yeah yeah yeah. that's another uh, one with uh John 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 Lovitz yeah yeah and I haven't seen that one in a while too and that could have easily worked into these these types of uh, flicks here Um, nice yeah Mafia man yeah great one yeah all right the next one and uh, Dave might have a comment about this if I uh, (laughs) since I picked this movie even though he's not here if we think hard enough maybe we'll hear him (laughs) so 1984's Top Secret. I know a little German. Oh, Dave, that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's his favorite line, man. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I love this movie, and I have a, uh, an interesting story, and I, I might have told it on the last pod, but for those people who are listening that didn't hear in the last one, is uh, me and my brothers were, uh, shit, I was like, uh, I was about to turn nine probably, uh, or about to turn nine when this movie came out. And... Uh, we had seen Ghostbusters in the theater, and my parents didn't know if they were going to like Ghostbusters. So we're like, we're going to go see Top Secret. That's right. They instead. came out on the same day, right? Yeah, came yeah. out the exact same day, and my parents went to see Top Secret. We saw uh, Ghostbusters, and we love Ghostbusters, and they were like, Top Secret was horrible. We should have saw Ghostbusters. And yeah. then like two days later, we got to see Ghostbusters again, so we were <laughs> thrilled with it. Uh, but then we ended up watching Top Secret on HBO, and I was like, oh, this is the movie Mom uh, hated and everything. And uh, watching, I was like, oh, my God, this is so funny. So this would be considered a musical, too, you know, in a, in a, in a in a little, we, in way, a little yeah. weird way because Damn, there was a lot of musical that. numbers too. Yeah, yeah you totally could have. <laughs> uh, and it was just a, basically a spoof on uh, like World War II movies that were done at the time. Yeah. And uh, you'll have to look up and see who directed Top Secret, but it's it's got to be the uh, Zucker's or the Abrams. I would be very surprised if it's not. It's both. It's both. Yeah. Nice. All right. Because this has got, they have a certain stamp and it's it's on all of them, man. Yeah. Yeah. And this was like the first role Val Kilmer ever did. Uh, I think the same year, I think it came out the same year as Real Genius or Real Genius came out the next year uh-huh. after this. So it was 84, 85. So. And then he had that weird career that Top Secret was the first movie he did, then Real Genius, and now he's a fucking superstar where he started out and his first movie was huge and he's yeah. only did huge movies up to a certain point. Yeah. Uh, and then he went off and... I remember uh, The Saint. That was pretty good. The Saint was great. It's yeah. one of those movies that people forget about. It doesn't really it. hold up like as far as like visual stuff, you know what I mean? But like it's still, it's a great movie. I was always surprised they didn't do sequels to it. I thought it would yeah. could have easily been yeah. sequels to it. Yeah. Uh, you remember this movie well? I, I mean, I remember it fairly well. This was one of those ones that I probably saw. Uh, let's see, what year did it come out? 84. 84. So I probably saw this. On video or? On VHS. I remember specifically. There were certain things that we. And the cover had the uh, the cow with the boots on. Yeah. <laughs> um, there were certain things like, we, so we would go and stay over at Crescent Beach for like a week or two every summer when I was like a younger kid, you know. Um, and there was 
certain movies that we would just tend to watch like all summer long. So like one of them was Best of Eddie Murphy Saturday Night Live. Oh, nice! Every time we went over there, we would rent that from it's the great video when you for can, like an entire summer. It's great when you can like tag a movie with a specific time period and uh, kind of experience that you had back in the day. That's yeah. awesome. What were um, the other movies? The other one was um, Monty Python Search for the Holy Grail nice. and Top Secret. So like for three summers in a row, I would watch one of those movies all summer long. That's you know? awesome. Now the thing is, is I haven't watched this one since then, you know? <laughs> well, um, it, it was great. I mean, it's fu- basically you're following Val Kilmer, who's this kind of a heartthrobby kind of musician that's been uh, brought into Germany to perform for... He, he gets, like, greeted like the Beatles and everything. Well, he's like, him, he's yeah. like Elvis. Yeah, he's like Elvis, yeah. I guess. And he basically is over there, and he gets wrapped uh, up into this kind of conspiracy thing that's going on with... Uh, La train! Uh, yeah, the <laughs> chocolate de mousse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one of my favorite bits of this is when they're, uh, the house is being attacked yeah. and the grenade falls on the ground and the guy jumps on the grenade and everyone around him blows up, but <laughs> yeah, he's safe. Exactly. <laughs> or they had that great uh, that great sketch where you had the uh, the amazing Peter Cushing, who uh, played Grand Moff Tarkin from Star Wars and all the old Hammer movies. They go to like a bookstore. And he's got like this huge magnifying glass yes. over his eye. Yeah. You can see his eye is super, super huge because he's looking through the <laughs> magnifying glass and he takes it off and it's still it's his just eyes part of his face. Like, yeah. Or it's the one where that uh, that German like chancellor goes up and picks up a phone and they're doing like this forced perspective thing. And when he puts the phone to his head, it's huge. It's oh, like this yeah, massive fucking right, thing. Yeah. Uh, then obviously he's got these great scenes where he has to uh, remember he goes into the uh, the dinner and with the uh, and they give him a dinner jacket and he sits down and they're going to have some major personality perform and they he thinks he, they're talking about him so he goes out there and he sings that Tutti Frutti song yeah right and he's very like uh, <laughs> rambunctious and everything I love uh, Omar Sharif who I can't believe they got to be in this movie uh, he's like from Lawrence of Arabia and all like major stuff I think Dr. Chivago I, it, oh, wow. he was in it and he played the guy that got squished so small into his car. Remember that car kind of uh, machine that squishes a car down yeah, yeah, like a know, box? Yeah, yeah. He gets squished in one, and he <laughs> walks into the hotel room, and it's basically a big square in his feet at the bottom. <laughs> and he falls down, and the... Uh, this really busty woman uh, is trying to help him out, and when she leans over him, the uh, uh, when he leans over him, the uh, the radio antenna just pops up like he, like he's getting an erection or something. It was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, and it uh, it all goes down to like them uh, with that scene with the cow, which was hilarious. Uh, where one of them had to be the it's that old timey suit where one person is the front half of the cow and the other person right. is the other half and they they end up getting approached by a bull at some point. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I remember that. <laughs> it's just funny, man. Yeah. It, it, they they take a subject matter and they just run with it. You know, the, any war movie of that time, they make fun of. Uh, Escape, what is it? The Great Escape. They make fun of this Great Escape. Like, yeah, with the motorcycle. Movie. The motorcycle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and and I just also just again have just like fond memories of that time, like yeah. you know, and um, yeah, and and I know a little Joe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's sitting over there. I know he's been so quiet. You've been so patient, Dave. You've been so patient. You waited this whole time to say that one line. <laughs> it's, it's a professionalism that I respect. Yeah. <laughs> All right, number ones, man. All right, dude. So. This is an interesting movie, the way that it was created and everything like that. Um, this is 2002's 
tongue pal. Enter the fist. <laughs> you um, didn't go audible. I like it. <laughs> what yeah. were you going to audible with? Oh, uh, scary movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Kung so, Pao is one that I always saw the trailer for, and I never, never saw the movie. It looks like something that I would like, though. It looks it's, funny as shit. It's, it's really yeah. silly, and I have to say, like, I watched it last night. I have to say, like, um, it, it's an hour and twenty minutes, and the second half of it is much funnier than the first <laughs> half. Because I was watching the first half of it, and I'm like, man, I remember this movie being funnier than this. Like, it was still funny, but yeah, I was yeah. like. I remember laughing hard, you know, and like I'll get to a part that makes me laugh hard in just a little bit. But as it like progressed to probably halfway, then I, I started like chuckling and, yeah. and laughing a little harder. <laughs> so what it is, is I took a picture of this so I could like kind of explain it. Um, is it Dave, Dave, o, Bob. Oh, Bob. Uh, Odin. Od- it's I've got it. Odie Kirk. Oh, oh, sorry. No, no. Steve. Steve Odekirk. Yeah, the other guy saw. Yeah. Um, so he went and he took this old movie from 1976 called, um, Tiger and Crane Fists (laughs) and he took out all of the audio and he redid all of the audio himself. Um, and like also the guy who does, I'm pretty sure it's the guy who does, um, Triumph the Comic Dog uh, is in it as well. Um, and so he just like green screened himself into this movie <laughs> um and like, yeah, he did this all himself right he he starred he directed he wrote i mean this is his baby from I'm, what i uh, i'm pretty sure let's see yeah screenplay him director him yeah. starring him i mean like there's I, and we I, looked him up too and he, he had he has been a famous writer uh for movies for a long time yeah he did a lot of movies that we knew of so a bunch of them it, it's weird that i hadn't heard about him until this movie but he definitely put himself on screen as, and see, I remember, didn't he have some uh, some critters as his nunchucks? Yes, yeah. he had gopher chucks. <laughs> gopher yeah. chucks. <laughs> that tells you everything right there. Exactly. So yeah, tell us what what is kind of the premise going on. Okay, here. so um, the the main villain's name is Lung Fei, and he's and this is in the real movie, so you have to understand <laughs> there's a real movie going on. You know what I mean? Um, and basically, he comes in the beginning to like take and and kill this baby um because the baby is like the chosen one Mm -hmm. you know and he comes and basically that's when the cgi comes in (laughs) the baby kicks the shit out of him and like everybody else in the room (laughs) and it's funny at one point like either the either he gets thrown down this hill or it like tries to run because it's CGI like Mm. running around you know or it stumbles down this hill and they have this baby doll and it just rolls and rolls and rolls and rolls and rolls (laughs) and you can tell it like gets to the end of the hill and then it cuts back and it rolls and rolls and rolls and rolls (laughs) and rolls again and eventually it comes down and it stops in front of this woman and she's like oh baby you know and like she goes over and she picks it up and she's like hello baby and she gives it a kiss and she walks over and just tosses it down the other side of the road and it just rolls Rolls and rolls and rolls more, you That's know. What the beauty of these movies are is that you don't, you're not like hamstringed by uh, reality. Yeah. yeah, you know, you could just if it's funny, we're gonna do it. And that's and that's what it is. I mean, the plot line to this is basically like this baby is gonna get revenge on this guy for killing his family, you know. And, and Steve, he's the baby. Grown Steve, up, yeah, yeah, he grows up to be him, and like he's the chosen one. And like, you know, there's one scene to like kind of show his power. He has like seven boards that somebody's holding up and he goes and he throws a punch and he stops the punch like a couple inches from the board and then just sticks his pointer finger out and the dude just like 
gets knocked back like yeah. 20 feet, <laughs> you know? Um, and so like eventually it's going to come down to like a battle between Lung Fei and him. And like before he gets there, like uh, he has to also fight a cow. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I do, do remember, remember the, the cow? cow. I do remember the, the clips of him fighting the cow. Yeah. It's pretty damn funny. Yeah. Um, and, and like, you know, he goes on this long journey and like, puts himself in this movie and it's very like mystery science theater 3000 as far as like, you know, the, um, the, the voiceovers that he does. Um, so like, it's just so random. Yeah. It sounds really inventive for somebody to come in there and do. So the part that I was saying that like really made me laugh, um, eventually Steve Odenkirk and his master fight Lung Fei, the bad guy. It's after they fight the cow. Um, (laughs) And Lung Fei, he has, like, these iron fists on a chain, and, like, he's yeah, yeah. badass with them, you know? <laughs> when this one, he, he kicks their ass, and they cut to these two guys who are actually, like, in a stunt, like, falling down this little tiny waterfall, but, mm-hmm. I mean, like, it's rocks, and you can see them banging around. And, yeah. But, you know, like, the overdub is just him going, we're falling, <laughs> we're falling, we're falling! And so eventually it comes, and then it cuts back, and it's this huge waterfall. And, and like, you know, in the movie, they just put some mannequins in there. <laughs> but he keeps going, we're falling. And, and you see him go over. And then all of a sudden, he CGI's in a fucking orca. And the orca falls down behind them. You know what I, I mean? I definitely got to check this like, out. I didn't realize the kind of the overdubbing thing that's going on. Yeah, and no. It, it, how... It's very original. Yeah. And it's silly. And like, I, you know, but it's so, it's so <laughs> fucking funny. Like, and creative the way that he did this. And... Like you said, I mean, he's the only person in it. Although um, this guy, uh, Ron Yoon, Yuan, you'll you'll recognize his face. Yeah, I've I do, seen I him do in recognize a bunch his of face. Different do I know movies. anyone else in here? Uh, I want to say I know this guy here. Possibly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it looks like it's just a lot of old school. A lot of the guys that were there that might, were just in that movie. Yeah, there might be like three or four stuntmen that he uses in order yeah. to be able to, you know, CGI fights and stuff like <laughs> yeah. that. But like, dude, it's it's worth watching. It's yeah. really like just a, an interesting movie, and it's pretty fucking silly. I and wonder if funny. he took like a movie that was probably public domain at that time. Probably, too. like, because I know Night of the Living Dead is public domain. People can download it. You can do whatever you want to yeah. it, uh, and everything. And that's uh, it's interesting. I'm sure, honestly, that this is one of those that was very similar, like the Shaolin Wu Tang films yeah. and uh, the yeah, those Five are Deadly a, Venoms, a lot of those where are like, like these days, I bet you could just buy the rights to that for yeah. very cheap because they're just they were so mass produced and everything like hell i'd be like maybe we should do that i know put it on some tv that we got in the background that someone's watching the five deadly venoms it's more promotion to them man yeah exactly (laughs) all right good one all right so my number one here and this was a movie uh this was a movie based on a tv show that i watched super super young and my cousin it's one of his like uh is one of his kind of things in life that he loves the most. And this is the 2012's uh, version of The Three Stooges. Okay. Now, I love The Three Stooges, let me tell you. The the, the old school black and white ones, I like... uh, 
I like Curly, I like Shemp, I like Curly Joe. That I like all the different variations that came with uh, like Larry and Moe in there. So when I heard they were making this movie and I heard that the Farley Brothers were doing it, and it's right. weird we hadn't hit a Farley Brothers movie until now because huh. they did something about Mary, Dumb and Dumber, all yeah. those uh, Kingpin, yeah. they were those classic movies. So it made me super happy when I heard that, oh my God, the Farleys are going to do th- uh, Three Stooges. Uh-huh. And then I was next level happy when I heard Will Sasso yeah. was going to play Curly. Dude, Will Sasso's great. He's man. amazing. Anyone yeah. who's watched Mad TV yes. or just he his random like, roles. He was always like my favorite guy yep. on there. I mean, he like, was like a different version of Chris Farley. You know, yeah. he was like, and that's what I mentioned earlier, another big comedian that is yeah. so athletic with his comedy and is so willing to just fall on his ass or do whatever the hell it is to get that laugh. Dude, and, I saw an interview with him and you remember the guy who used to play uh, Pool Boy? Pool Boy. Oh, the yeah, I know. Cabana Boy or something like that. Dude, they have this like rivalry going on. Oh, really? Dude, where I I guess the littler guy like has been doing like MMA for a while and Will Sasso is fucking Will Sasso. I watched like a fifteen minute segment of the two of them on a podcast talking shit to each other. Oh wow. And Will Sasso was just like Listen, dude, I'm going to tell you now, this is what's going to happen. You're going to come at me. You're going to try and do some of your Mm. MMA shit. You may hit me once or twice, but I'm going to get a hold of you. (laughs) And when I get a hold of you, I'm going to wring your fucking neck. Like, just telling him and just like... Was it serious or were they just like... like, It was... it must be a feud that they've had been going on yeah. for a while because, like, there was fucking tension there. <laughs> That's that, hilarious. Like, no, and, and dude kept saying to Will Sasso, like, dude, you better take that back. You better take that back. <laughs> and Will Sasso's laughing yeah, at him yeah. going, what are you going to do to me? You're not going to do anything to me. <laughs> like, dude, just, oh, my God. It was it was really interesting to see Will Sasso be that guy. Yeah. But, like, and I still love Will Sasso. Oh, yeah. Like, He's really good, man. And. He, if you go back and watch a lot of those old Mad TV episodes, I mean, he's doing some very curly type stuff. Sure. So when Three's Company, Three's Company, Three, Three Stooges. Stooges came out, and uh, I mean, first of all, looks. I mean, you were like, all right, the, that's a uh, a no brainer. Yeah. And then they went and got one of the funniest guys too, but he didn't look a lot like him until he showed up uh, on film in his makeup was. Um, Oh, damn it! Now it's, uh, it's Sean Hayes. Uh, yeah, Sean Hayes, the guy who uh, from Will and Grace. He played the li- really flamboyant gay guy in Will and Grace. He's really okay. really funny. His his best friend Jack was he Mo or was uh, no? He was Larry. Larry, and okay. he had the uh, the the curly ass hair. And oh my god, he was so good. It was a great scene where they got sep- Larry got separated. Uh, Larry and uh, Curly got separated from Mo. And uh, Moe's out in society on his own. And Larry's like, I'm just worried about him. I mean, look at that haircut. People are going to think he's insane. (laughs) (laughs) Larry's hair is so curled up, thrown up. It's great. Uh, And then they uh, hired uh, Christomopoulos, who I've seen on several TV shows. He usually plays this straight-laced guy. He'll play like a a, uh, a really cheesy kind of Wall Street guy who plays an asshole. He plays an asshole in a lot of stuff. Uh, He's really good. But apparently he was such a – and I had watched a documentary uh, when the movie came out where he was such – a pioneer to be uh, and pushed for him to be Mo so bad that he went out and uh, he dressed like Mo to the audition mm-hmm. and he was in character like the entire time oh, wow. and they just they bought it hook line and sinker and they mm-hmm. were like this guy's our Mo man and what's great about this movie is you get to see them at different you get to see them when they're really young at the orphanage and all the way until they're older and everything and at the orphanage it was hilarious because you got to see them not only as babies but as kids and the kids 
have grown up to be good actors too. The one who played Curly went on to do the Diary of a Wimpy Kid. The guy who played Larry went on to do um, that uh, Righteous Gemstones, that uh, John Goodman series on HBO. He's in that. And mm. uh, I'm not sure what the... Uh, no, he was the Mo guy. I'm not sure who the Larry kid Max grew Charles, up to be. Max Charles, maybe. Yeah. I can tell you if you show me the face <laughs> here. Yeah. Uh, no. Where is this kid? Oh, there he is right there. Skyler... Uh, Gizardo. He's really good in this. I don't know why, but every time I hear the word Skyler, I just want to go, Skyler. <laughs> <laughs> Is that on South Park or something? I, I feel think like, it might have been. I feel like Skelly says Skyler yeah. on South Park. <laughs> uh, one of the surprise people in this movie is Larry David. Larry David yeah. plays the elderly head nun. Yeah. <laughs> and, he's, and he's not changing his voice at all. Yeah. It's just Larry David. That's great. And you see him young. He's the one that finds the babies at the doorstep and they immediately poke him in the eye and everything. And then it, gro- it grows up and they're like adults still at the orphanage. No yeah. one is, they've always hide them when new parents come <laughs> and because they don't want to make the orphanage look bad. And there's a point where Mo almost gets adopted, and then he wants to stay with his friends, so he gives it up. And it, it turns out that kid got adopted into a, like a rich family, and it's got Ugh. it all. And later in the movie, that comes back in the uh, play. But it's that classic sto- story. The orphanage is going to get sold if we don't come up with a certain amount of money. Right. And they were like, well, we can do it. We're going to go out. We'll save the orphanage and everything. So for the first time, they go out to like the city and everything. And it's hilarious oh, just to bet. see how it uh, unfolds. Some of the uh, my favorite moments in the old one is they – they did a lot of repeat kind of venues in the old one where you saw them at the hospital a lot. And they did that Dr. Fine, Dr. Howard, Dr. Fine, mm-hmm. and uh, kind of a sketch. And then they did one at a courtroom that they always did. Well, they, they went to the uh, hospital in this one. It was so fucking funny. They end up having these uh, these fights in the maternity ward with huh. these pissing babies. Oh, but God. They're each, when uh, they're dressed up like nurses to get in there. Because they run into Craig Burkio on the on the street, and he he pulls like a Fletch thing on him, where he <laughs> says, "I'm gonna die. I need you guys to kill me in the middle of the night, and then I'll pay you forty thousand dollars." And they're like, "Oh, that's how much we need." Yeah, okay, great. And you can tell it's like it's all kind of like part of some big plan, and uh, obviously Craig Burkio doesn't want to die. But right after he offers the forty thousand, Mo kicks him into the street in front of a bus. Oh shit! <laughs> and he gets dragged by the bus, and then he gets thrown. Off. And so he ends up in the hospital in those like full body casts. So they go there to, to continue the job. Yeah. They were like, you, you need almost forty thousand dollars. He didn't expect him to, Bitch, to do it right now. Yeah. And so they go to the hospital and they have to disguise as nurses. And one of the head nurses says, "You guys need to be in the maternity ward and you need to change all these diapers." Oh god. So this great scene where Will Sasso and you could tell the making of this must have been awesome because oh. they're just there with like water spouts underneath the camera yeah. and they're spraying Will Sasso in the face. And he's got so much piss on him and he's just moving his head and he's he's doing that curly slap yeah. on his face and everything and then. Mo starts in on him and it pisses on Mo and then they eventually pick up kids and are pointing them at each other <laughs> and just pissing everywhere and like throwing the kids across the room. It's just absolutely hysterical. That's awesome. But the one moment in the movie that is is almost out of left field but it's so funny and takes it to a different level is um, they bust into this like warehouse and it, it looks like they're on a stage or something and they have this crazy argument with each other and they're just doing classic hit you with my elbow, but then hit you, uh, the guy behind me with the other elbow, yeah. kind of just classic Three Stooges type uh, banter back and forth. And Larry and uh, Curly bust out 
into the streets and most uh, stays behind. And all of a sudden in the dark room, you hear clapping and you realize that he showed up for an audition to something and that they didn't, that, that they think he was auditioning for a role. And they were like, that was brilliant. Yeah. You showing us a character that kind of how great you are. He says, you're uh, hired. He says, you're going to be on the best uh, reality show. Uh, and all of a sudden they start like the Jersey Shore, like opening themes. Oh, and they shit. show Mo on there with, <laughs> with like a hat on. And they must have, they got all of the Jersey uh, Shore guys to come down here That's and do this stuff hysterical. with him. And it's hilarious. He's like poking uh, uh, Snooky in the face right. and making fun of Jay Wow. And he, who talks like that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny that he ends up, uh, people are seeing him on TV and everything now. And uh, oh, I, I just loved it so much. And obviously, they saved the. Uh, uh, they saved the orphanage uh, uh, along with Larry David. There were some a lot of famous people playing the nuns too. You got the great, uh, what's the girl from uh, up Jennifer top? Hudson, uh, Kate Upton, in the Jane middle. Lynch. Jane Lynch. Yeah, Jane Lynch was one of the head nuns, but Jennifer Hudson and Kate Upton were uh, were really funny in it too. It's it's crazy that they got such big characters in this. Sofia Vergara played one of the major uh, kind of. She was the one trying to get her husband killed <laughs> in the in the movie, and uh, it, it was fun, man. You you'd have to really like the Three Stooges. Yeah, obviously. I, I remember uh, like the trailer coming out, and you know even like. I think I saw it. I'm pretty sure I did. Yeah. I just don't really remember seeing it. I take know? it for granted that there's probably a lot of Three Stooges fans out there. I always kind of looked at it as an underground thing that me and my cousin and a couple of the people that we knew watched all the time. Yeah. Just because it was on all the time. Early in the mornings on like Saturday mornings, you had like, before cartoons came on, you had right. like two hours of Three Stooges. So yeah. we would like watch that waiting for cartoons or wrestling to happen. Right. And uh, it just, it stuck with you. My cousin now, it, it's like synonymous with... Uh, with the holidays to him. So he, he'll play in, in the background on like mm-hmm. Thanksgiving or he'll play three Stooges episodes in one room. Uh, and then he'll periodically throughout the day, go into that room to see what three Stooges episodes are playing. <laughs> so, uh, I know there's so many, I wish there was a DVD set where I could get all of them on there, but I think oh, there's wow. so many of them yeah. that every DVD I come to is like uh, volume six or volume yeah. eight. And I'm, I can't get a straight answer out of my cousin of which one I need to buy. If I just want like a great set of, Three Stooges episodes that I watched, and he's yeah. like, "They're all good, man." I was yeah. like, "Yeah, that doesn't help me at all." Uh, and I was, I was super thrilled because this was when the Farley brothers were really big, like those movies I had mentioned that they were on like a crazy run. And this is a type of movie that needed that type of director to kind of steer the ship in the right direction, because 2012 is pretty late for these types of movies, you know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know when the last scary movie was, but it, it's got to be around the same time. Yeah, I I, I got to think that that this is something that's going to come back around again, you know. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's due for it. It's yeah. just finding the maybe right. We, maybe we should be jumping on this no, kind we really, of. Uh, it's not train. a bad idea. It isn't really. If I write some completely ridiculous slapstick thing and just get some really good uh, guys to come on, it's not like these movies are expensive. You yeah. know, it's all. I mean, maybe Kung Pao because of all the CGI is doing and everything, but a lot of these. As long as you do stupid humor and you got some physical comedians that can actually just fall down on cue and just yeah. be funny, uh, it might work. It's one of those things that I could see catching on on YouTube. Like, have you seen these these guys who are just running around the farm doing this weird shit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what we're going with now with the project we're working on. Yeah. Uh, but it could easily be done with, like, this slapstick comedy, man. Absolutely. It's dude. cheap comedy, you know? It really is. And it's it's 
almost your base can be really young, like eight year olds all the way to an adult because there were these, like I said, with like airplane two or certainly top secret, there were some adult themes in there that I either didn't understand or didn't give a shit about when I was younger. You know, there was a lot that went over my head, which my parents would probably be like, I'm glad it went over his head. I didn't want to have to explain to him what the hell that meant. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Why is everyone shocked when they say chocolate mousse's name? <laughs> seems like a cool name to me. Yeah, right. You can call me chocolate mousse. That's cool. I don't give a fuck. I, I, I ain't calling you chocolate mousse. <laughs> don't call me chocolate mousse. But. Not in public, at least. <laughs> <laughs> that's my bedroom name, man. Oh, man. That's fucking hysterical. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that's our uh, that's our slapstick comedy, man. It's definitely something that we could uh, revisit if, we, uh, if we're needing a topic and we need to do... Uh, a uh, Dave's not here th- uh, seven yeah. type of thing. Well, um, that may come out. You never know. Dave's yeah. Dave's better himself now. He's down at the uh, why we're speaking. He's in Miami at the venue for the Super Bowl, but he's not actually staying for the Super Bowl. Yeah. He's doing like a whole bunch of different events with his uh, business partner down there. And uh, as he said, he's got like it's got a talk in front of like two hundred people on Friday and about yeah. something they're doing and everything. It was like great. That's awesome. Yep. Said pimp our pimp the pod and pimp our new movie. Yeah, <laughs> so we'd be all about that. So yeah, next week I think we're gonna uh, we're gonna show some love to those great character actors, and I love these character actor pods just because we get to talk about like a hundred different movies and just talk about scenes that they're in and everything. And I've got a list of fifteen awesome character actors that everyone knows. Uh, I did the the Justin Pitcher test earlier. <laughs> How many of these do you recognize? Yeah. When he can recognize 80% of them, I'm cool with it. Because yeah. I know the other 20% he'd recognize if I if I pulled up the scenes and showed them uh, pictures of them in the movies. Yeah, I like that. So it'll be good. And then we're going to go into some... Uh, some 2000s drama, I think. And then we're going to do character actresses. We've got a, a, a great wild card uh, coming up uh, episode for uh, Justin's B-Day. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, we'll be doing that, which is always fun because we can just go completely out of left field yeah. uh, and go crazy with it. But uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you can check us out on uh, Facebook. And that's at Fascinated with Films. Also, our uh, email is fascinatedwithfilms at gmail.com. You can also, if you listen to us on SoundCloud or iTunes, if you could leave us a like or a, a nice comment, that would be great. Even a mean comment, I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's where you can get a hold of us. And next week, yeah, we'll be back with you for some character actors. So, till then, Huckleberry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bunk beds. I got dibs on tap. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs>